appreciate it more as I've gotten older, which is just an overflowing love and joy for seeing people do what they do. Yeah, that's so love cool. and love what they do and learn it and figure it out and just get better and better. And it's just like, wow, this is amazing. I should say that um, film, a lot of times film dialogue like makes me upset. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so bad. Well, I mean, you have to if, if if you don't suspend your belief, you know, suspend your suspend your disbelief of something like you kind of have to go into it knowing you're going to see some. It's like you can't just watch the John Wick series. And just keep saying, oh, well, that's not real at all. Like, you have to, you're, you're accepting the ride. You have to let that go. So you just, you just got to, yeah, just kind of got to go with it. Have you ever, no, you live down the country. Yeah. So you've been to a campfire. Yes. Why'd you? Because. <laughs> why'd you? Why'd you answer like that? Because I was trying to think about the last time I went to a campfire, but I actually I made like a little fire pit outside my parents' house. So for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anyone else there? Or was it just you? No, uh, they have used to. People have oh, come over, oh, but I have oh. been to uh, campfires in other places. Okay. Yeah. So you understand the feeling. Yes. See, yes. because I don't. I think. I mean, either you have or you have not been to one. Right. Right. And so like, you either do or you do not know what they feel like in this very. You good? Yeah. I just feel like I was like at an awkward angle. There's um. maybe did I move it out of the camera? You might have. There's you're probably fine. You're probably fine. Um, there's a certain essence in in old campfires one the very first thing that i think of is like old cowboys okay out in the west that's you funny. know gunslinging <laughs> and then setting up camp at night maybe they got a dog a horse and like two other niggas and they're just out there eating beans looking up at the stars <laughs> telling stories and then personally i think of going to camp when I was a child and being, you know, mm. part of your your camp group, your cabin mates and being out in the woods and roasting hot dogs, marshmallows, making s'mores. Again, the camp counselor telling stories, maybe other people tell stories, which is also interesting when you're a kid, because when you're a kid, all you have is like your friends and your stories. So right. when you go off and then other people start telling you about other stories from like where they've been when at, what they yeah. it's very, very different. Well, no, even when they're kids though, like your peers, mm, when they tell stories, okay. it's all because you just, you feel like you've heard it all. Like all the stories that I know that I read or that they told me, you know, some folklore or something like that. Like, like these are the types of stories mm. that my friends and the, the students in my school know, but then when some people go come from other places and you all come to camp, summer camp together, and people have all these different jokes and that you haven't heard of yet and different stories that you haven't heard of yet, it's like really gripping to be a part of a fucking campfire. 
It's really, really fun. That's very cool. I never went to camp. Right. So that type of campfire as a kid, I, I don't know that feeling, but that sounds amazing. Right. So your campfires came on later. Yeah. Teenage years. Yeah. Was some yeah. Yeah. Either way, though. But you, you get you get kind of the Certainly. feel of it. And so that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's is, awesome. Yeah, it's just facilitating one of those types of deals, you know. Yeah, no, that feels really, really nice. Yeah, again, this, like, feels like another entity of the house. Like, every time that I have sat here and put on these headphones, whether recording or not, this feels like its own separate place. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I forget about it. No, it's quite nice. It it's is. It's welcoming, warm, exciting. All these different colors and pictures. It's, it's a very, very cool place to come to. I'm very happy that you feel all of the great things that you do about this place. It's very yeah, fun to Yeah, hear. and shout out to my little sister. Yeah, for, for sure. For deciding that she was going She's to take great. over the, the, the TikTok. And just, She's good. Yeah. The girl's good. These young kids, man. Wow. They'll just, it's whip, amazing. Some, they'll just whip some shit up for you and drop In it minutes. on you. In minutes, there's like a mini production, one minute long. You just made a tiny little movie. But it's also so interesting that just on your phone, you can do stuff you can like that. you can do stuff like that. Like truly cutting, like the post edit game on your phone is insane. You, you can know, do so much. You can capture the film. You can edit the film. It's, I know it's, that it's crazy. I'm a little old and things that I say sometimes. But like the other day, I was out. And I didn't have, I often for some reason don't have my card on me, but I do have it on my watch and I do have it on my phone. And I paid with my wrist and then with my phone. And then I, no, I paid with my wrist the second time. I was like, whoa, like, what is my life? Like, I'm just tapping my wrist at the gas station, like to get gas. Right. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It it just feels so far advanced. People just evolve, or I guess just the culture and, modern technology and you know science and health and wellness all that shit just evolves and we're swept up in it yeah and you just you act like this shit is normal like you act act like you've always been doing this shit you have not always been doing this shit but you're right we're just tapping stuff tapping stuff and paying for it airdropping everything (laughs) from miles away airdrop yo airdrop (laughs) that's so crazy crazy and how much you can airdrop in a matter of seconds yeah i know like I airdropped you like three hundred pictures in a matter of seconds. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, no, it surprises me because I I grew up with a father who has always been in the IT world, so I grew up with computers and like I kind of watched technology evolve from a different side, and I just remember being super excited for some reason. I have this memory of just sort of learning how to work with floppy disks, <laughs> and I remember that you had all these different colors, and that was cool for me, and just burning. Or passing over. I don't even know what the term would have been back then. I think it was still burn. Right? I think. Did that not come around until the discs? Yeah, I don't know if CDs are different. CD-ROMs. Yeah, but I just remember having learning how to put files on that and then learning how to burn music on a CD. Yeah. I was going crazy on those CDs. When I learned how to first start illegally downloading music. that was the best. I I had like five different sites. I used a LimeWire. Yeah, I remember LimeWire. Most. Yeah. My dad one blocked that one for me because I think there was like some porn ads that popped up <laughs> <laughs> and he had like some sort of restriction on the computer because my parents were crazy. Uh, um, yeah. And then he, he blocked that one. But I would go to my cousin's house and he had the That's crazy. And he would download for me. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. 
What no. was it like when you first saw porn? Like, what, like, do you remember like what was going on in I life? I don't, like, but I was really young. Did you go out of your way to find it? Or I it, certainly it? believe so. Oh, okay. But I was young. I was like... How did you know to look for it? I don't remember that. Yeah, that's what... Okay. Yeah, no, I don't remember why I went to look for it or how I got exposed to it. But yeah, I remember... Yeah, magazines just being, in the house. Oh, the, we did not I have did, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Julian must have either ripped it off my dad or he found it that's somewhere. Crazy. Magazines are funny. And brought like a Playboy... That's quite Mag- old. Magazine home, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And then, and then he started taping over Disney movies that I liked and shit like that. Like Aladdin was a porn. Like I popped in Aladdin because it was my favorite movie of all time. And oh my god! And it's like Junior College Cunts, <laughs> Volume Three or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? I did not <laughs> like that name, Junior. But no. Yo. I'm serious. I remember that. I'm dead ass. Like, do you remember, like, how it felt physically for you? Like, the shock? Or were you just, like, completely in awe? I think Were you I excited? Was, yeah. I'm oh, pre- how old were you? I'm pretty certain that whenever I realized... I've been attracted to girls my whole life. I feel like I have always been attracted to like men I, from a very young like age. Like, I definitely tried to kiss girls and, like kindergarten first grade yeah. yeah like i pretty certain i just yeah yeah i don't remember not i remember liking all of my crushes since like kindergarten like yeah that's very true like i remember all of them yeah yeah every single one because shit was heavy back then yes that was all you could think about <laughs> isn't that insane <laughs> that you just imagined about being with the person that you you spent your whole life doing that uh, until the next person came around but you're a kid, so what else are you going to do? But look, though, what about the people that still do it now and they're 30 fucking five? That's crazy. No, wow. that's no, that's crazy. Yeah, I know, but that's a real... But that that's real. happens. Yeah, that's like happens. people just that just here. do fantasize about oh my God. this hypothetical life with this hypothetical person mm. that's going to treat me in this hypothetical way, this beautiful, perfect way. Ugh. And you just kind of you just get hooked on that. I idea. think that's why people get scammed in in all these fake marriages and, and online relationships. All Hold the on time. a second. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Tell me about fake marriages getting scammed. What are you talking about? Well, have you heard of the show Ninety Day Fiance? Mm, I feel like I've so certainly many talked shows to you. I know that like sound like that. Well, because I feel like. <laughs> There's there's some that are similar, but what these, is it about? Well, it's just people that meet. So let's say that I'm from the states and you're from Morocco, and okay. we file for a visa. And usually, the person from yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Either way, one goes to the other's country, and they okay. have to get married in those ninety days. If they don't get married in those ninety days, the person with the visa has to go back home. And then if they do get married, they get to stay. But if you marry this person, you are legally responsible for them. I definitely am probably wrong, but I think it's 10 years. Like When you say responsible for them, like, you, oh, like you're taking Like on. legally, this is sort of your, what would you call them? Right. Um, oh, because they're coming here for you. So now like you, you sponsor them in a way. Right. But I think it's for 10 years, maybe less. Some, But you're responsible for way too long of a time. Yeah, for sure. I know that's usually the deal. Um. But yeah, I watched the show many, many times and people just have, like, it just, it blatantly looks like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But what's fascinating is that the people in the show are real people. 
And these are real relationships. I'm sure a lot of it is scripted. But what they're going through is real. And these people really want to believe that this 35-year-old guy from Morocco, while I'm 75, is like here for me. Wait, have you seen an age deficit like that? Not that much, but... But enough, you know, that it's but just you, some... You've been able to look at two people and say, this is clearly, you're clearly getting scammed. Yes, like a super attractive guy and a woman that's in her 60s. Like, yeah. he's like late 20s and she's wrinkled up. She hasn't taken care of herself. And then there's a super attractive dude. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be that attractive. It's just like an average looking person. But this person is quite old. Yeah. Like, they don't, there's nothing really going on. They don't even have money. They're just like mm. an average older person. Yeah. And they're obviously getting scammed. You know, <laughs> so it's just, it's fascinating that they're really, like, they're really hoping. Like, maybe if I, I try a bit harder, mm. if I do this, or if I, they convert religions, they spend Ooh. their life savings. Sometimes they leave their family. Like, it's, it's a lot. Damn. It's a lot. I feel yeah. like it can get different when you get old. When you get a little bit older. You, I feel because, like you're losing time. You know, it like it's like not. That. Yeah, like everybody doesn't have to feel like their life sucks if yeah. they're older and they're by themselves, like they're still single. But I think that it can definitely get at some people. Yeah. Remember we were at um we were at the place we were eating at last night. Yeah. And at that place last time. This lady pulled up yes. right next to the fire. Yes, we were yes, going to yes. leave. And, you know, she was taking some selfies. She was probably what? How old? I'd say like late 50s, early 60s. Late like, 50s, early 60s. Probably late 50s. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. And, she, you know, she's up there, she's taking some selfies yeah. of herself. She's got a glass of wine. But, like, once that phone got put away, she just kind of... You know, put her put her hand down on her on her thigh and just started looking around. And there are a lot of different types of looks. You know, it's not to say that you can't be alone and just be looking out. But yeah. But there is a certain type of look. You can just you could just be looking up and just be looking grateful or or just relax or or just relax, calm. There's so many different ways. And then you can kind of be looking longingly that's you know, that's the perfect way to put it that's kind of that's kind of how I'm it seemed lonely. to me lonely yeah and and then we just started coming up with things because we don't fucking know no, like she sure. could be going home to her family that she had like Maybe. we don't know but in that moment it just makes you think mm-hmm. what how does it work on people's minds when they're alone for yeah. well one we kind of have a, a bit of an answer from this from the quarantine yeah right what it is for people when they're alone for long periods of time and they don't like have it. a huge community that they actively participate in and share meaningful discussions with and do cool activities with like none of that mm-hmm. shit um so you just kind of have to think about like all those people she probably gets rough when you get a little bit older I'm sure it has to be. So to become either yeah. like afraid or cantankerous, grumpy. Cantankerous. Cantankerous. Is that with a K? Uh, it starts with a C, hmm. but then the tank part is, is K. Yeah. And T- I think just like being unhealthy for the most part and then getting older, like things just must, must feel worse and you must want companionship, but it's just not happening. Yeah, are there are there ever other types though of these mm-hmm. these things where it's not just some old frail woman and some no, super No, sometimes hot it makes perfect sense. Sometimes Magic Mike looking dude. 
sometimes there is an age deficit, but the people do seem like they care about each other. You know, so that's cool. And sometimes they're similar ages and, and that also fails because one person is still taking advantage Bro, of the other. So that always happens. It, that, yeah, because forget about just like the old feral people, just two people the same age mm-hmm. and they're doing this thing. Just imagine. What's interesting is a lot of people can just get in contact with someone from a country that they would like to move to. And you can really make a relationship and you both be in on the fact that like what the transaction here is. I've seen it happen. So like why are why (laughs) like why do people have to be duped? Into thinking that, what? Like, because what do you? What do you? Are you saying when you say that people are being gypped, like they're being duped? Are these people then shortly after leaving them? Because you're not allowed to do that either, right? Like, you can't get married to someone, get your visa. Well, you can't legally separate. I think for right. a certain amount of time, right? But they can certainly leave the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just go somewhere else, unless you. Go physically, I guess, bring them back. That would be so insane to just um, to get played that way, where you really put something into someone, like, and you in your mind, you truly imagine this was going to be your life partner for the remainder of your days, and you guys were going to love each other and swaddle each other up every night and say sweet nothings as you went into your slumber. There's, there's these two girls called Darcy and Stacy. They're these okay. twins on the show, and they have both. Is the show called Darcy and Stacy? They now have a spinoff show, I think, called Darcy and Stacy, something like that. But they were on 90 Day Fiance as well. They each were going through their own thing. I think one got married. But between the both of them, I think they've gone through like seven failed relationships on the show, something crazy. But I think two things. I think that they're obviously doing this for the fame and money. But I also believe that they believe in these relationships at that moment. Like, I really believe them. Hmm. Like, they just... They could just be good. They're just, like, one of those, like, not super intelligent people, I feel like. <laughs> like, they just don't seem, like... Very bright. Yeah, just very bright. They seem like nice people. Like, they never seem... Like, I never see them as, like, bitches or anything like that. Right. They're full of cosmetic surgery. They look like a hot mess. But like, they're just gullible, though. Yeah, gullible. I think that's the word. Yeah, and they they really want to find a partner. I think they're longing for that, and they're willing to do anything. And hopefully it's like the sexy 35-year-old from Morocco, and it is never that guy. It is never that guy. It's, that is so bizarre that we want to believe things so deeply. Yeah. You have nigerians calling americans from all these sorts of numbers every day and just scamming people like oh you won 10 million dollars we just need your bank account information so we can so we can send it right on over to you right now confirm it no that's crazy it's crazy the people believe it people just send their fucking bank account checking routing number account number here you go it's crazy well i think people are greedy People are gold. That's cr- well. Some people are just in need. Some people are just trying to make some money, and they just know that some people are easy yeah. licks. I think some easy licks. Easy licks. Is a just crazy like, yeah. term. like they got it. They got it. They wow. can. They can take this hit. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't understand that. People want. I understand. You know, it, but I it can do. Never... People want to believe in something. 
They want to believe that. But imagine where you must be in your life that a scam like that can get you. Well, it's the same thing as like being scammed by mm. someone that you feel like could be your partner. You're like you, you're hoping for something. Yeah. You know, you just, you have hope that things can no, go really man. right for you, and you just you just jump at it. You're out three hundred thousand dollars, which is crazy because that just shows you the level of critical thinking that people have all the time. Critical thinking. Well, I told you I hadn't really thought about thinking until like four years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah, like I wasn't it's, around people that were thinking. And it seems to really pretentious out. to talk about, like thinking and what thinking is. It seems like a pretentious thing to bring yeah. up and kind like. Casual conversation, but it's super, super necessary. And you just, you just see it out. You know, you experience it with people. Sometimes you just have really awkward interactions with people because they're just <laughs> overthinking things, you know? Yeah, 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 for it's sure. It's very interesting. Like yesterday, again, I'm in the bathroom and this lady is having a fucking episode. I don't understand. What was it that, that she said? I don't even remember. She, she, I think she was looking down at the faucet. Yeah. You said, and she was. Oh, she was like, drying her hands. She was drying her hands and said, uh, here's the hoping that this works. Yeah. <laughs> but like out of nowhere, like she was already done. I'm the one washing my hands. And then she repeats it again when I said, what's that? And then yeah. she just like slams her uh, paper towel in the trash and then walks away. I'm like what happened? Like Slamming paper towel in a trash can is not at all satisfying. No. <laughs> it's just not one of those It's just things. like a poof. Like yeah, you don't even not, feel it. Yeah, it's not It's satisfying. not fun. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting watching people. I'm getting a massage today and this lady just put... Some some herbs, some Chinese herbs. You let her do it. I did. In your belly button. I was feeling weird at that time. But I was like, wow, like, you just really want me to use this thing. Like, all right, I'll put some herbs in my belly. Like, Yeah, you I mean, you never know. Yeah. Some chi- I took some, it out. Some, chi- <laughs> some Chinese herbs, she says, supposed to make you excrete waste easier <laughs> and, and lose weight. But I don't know why she was so pressed on giving me that. I did feel some tingling, and I was like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I imagined it, but I still didn't want it. There's no way that we could ever live in a world, especially where we live in America, this melting pot, right? Where these social norms, they're going to have to have some wiggle room. (laughs) You have to hold, I think everyone should hold a very healthy amount of margin of error. Yeah. Because... There's so many different types of cultures and ways of being and walks of life. I mean, you're just walking through what is comfortable to you, what you the amount of feet or inches you think someone should yeah. be from standing from you when they're talking to you could be very different to someone from a different place. It's just all these cultural right. social cues just are constantly shifting because you're speaking to so many different types of people. And, and all these different ways of upbringing. There's never a set way. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm I, so to me, it's just very, it's more entertaining than anything. It is very just being out in the world. It's more entertaining. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we experienced it yesterday, and when we're eating, and this waiter who's very nice, and we've gotten to know a little bit, is just like having a, a really hard time, like chilling out and connecting, you know, because like <laughs> interrupting at incorrect spots, and then like sharing information, and it did feel like you said it kind of deceitful. But also forthcoming, like... Oh, right. It's, yeah. Often. So, so here's what will happen. You'll be talking to someone, and 
you are now, for whatever reason, whatever it is you said, is about to evoke a story from them. And they didn't know that they were going to be telling you this story. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They didn't know. But then they start because it's time to start telling the story because it came to their mind. But they didn't think about second 42 in the story (laughs) or minute 30 in the story. Right. Right. When they're that far along and it comes to this point where they're about to look stupid or insensitive or racist or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Any bad thing, any bad quality. So once they get to that point of the story, there's usually a silence. And then this, when they proceed, (laughs) (laughs) then when they proceed with the story, there was a clear like break in, in sequence of events, or there was just a clear gap in sequence of events, and you just like, what? Wait a minute. What? What happened with that? How do we? How do we get from that? That? Oh, okay. He clearly, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Something so, is missing. Here. So when you, so sometimes you, if you let someone tell a story long enough, there'll be like three or four points, and you're just like, hold up. The story doesn't make. At some point, it doesn't make sense anymore. It hasn't right. been threaded. It hasn't been woven together correctly. So it just it looks crazy when you're saying it, but. They don't know that. No, that's it's it's hilarious when you're able to point those things out. You're funny. Yeah, man. It happened again. I guess it happens. I think I'm noticing it a bit more now than I ever have been. We're having lunch with one of our newer co-workers and I'm asking her, you know, how the process went of her getting engaged. <laughs> and she did start there. Yeah. And we thought that there was going to be like a big um, plot twist. Right. But then she just ended up just telling me. How she got the job here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how she ended up here, right? Essentially. Yeah, like the plane took off. I thought we I thought we were all on the plane. I thought yeah. we were all going to the same place. And then this person just parachuted out. <laughs> yeah, like it just, just went, and went to their and we own just, island. And we landed somewhere else. And it was, I was like, all right, like I'm glad that you're here, man. <laughs> Even though I clearly asked you something specific. So that's funny. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been very fun for me to be able to sit back and just like watch people. I wonder sometimes how much of people not being able to articulate themselves well is a part of them feeling the social pressures of what may happen. If I say this thing just like the way that I'm thinking it or the way that I feel it. Yeah, I think anxieties are the number one reason people are weird. Like (laughs) lack of vocabulary to the side, right? And lack of just godlike brain power, like for all these things, all training, all that to the side. Just the average person. Yeah. How much better of an orator or just a, you know, conversational partner would they be if they felt comfortable saying what came to their mind yeah just it would make things so much better because it's very interesting when there's a new person in your workspace that you don't really know and then the first thing they ever say to you it's like hey how long have you and so so been married (laughs) it's like um well hi (laughs) nice to meet you and we're not married um so oh i just like thought that you were sorry (laughs) like 
And Bella looked at me crazy when I told when I said my theory of people sleepwalking. Yeah, because it's difficult to understand. Like right. once you see it from the other side. Yeah. Yeah, you just. Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. It sounds crazy to say it's like, or they're clearly awake and yeah. moving around and saying things and making decisions. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, those things are true. And. And, yeah. <laughs> and they're also That's sleepwalking. so funny. Yeah, man. It's just, I have so many stories, dude. I could keep going. <laughs> just that lady, that crazy lady at the lunch cafeteria, and she just kept asking me the same thing every time oh, she saw me. Oh, yeah. You were, yeah. She had you trapped I, in a genjutsu. And I had to walk away. Like the third time, I literally walked away from her mid sentence because she it keeps was like, asking. She keeps having the same interaction well, with you every it, single time. Not only the same. It's, it's like, like fifty first dates. Yeah, but verbatim. <laughs> like we see each other at the same place at the same time. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Oh, you're this person. Nice to meet you. I'm this person. Oh, you're from Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico too. I'm from. This is the third time. So now I. Bye. Like, That's I'm pretty not, crazy. And thankfully, she just stopped working there because I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> that was pretty wild. That was, and I'm glad that you were there to see it because it was just mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. And that person had a, a decently important job there too. Yeah, they had to talk to people and like <laughs> record information and and distribute information, you know. And, and she thinks that she has seen me for the first time now three times. <laughs> That's crazy. like she doesn't remember me at all. I don't know. That's but wild. she does could to a you, bit. But you, could you imagine though? Because this doesn't happen to me. How embarrassing it must be to just. I imagine the more people you do meet, though, it starts to get. You start to get past whatever that number is, the mm, amount of people that you can actually hold in your head, you know, faces and names. Yeah. And then so you start to meet people again and you're like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm Earl. And they're like, no, we met before. Like, And you're like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I just. Earl, that happened to me with one of my tables one time. Well, Do you remember the Lewises that. No. They, they asked for me a while ago. Anyways, okay. you were there. Okay. But this was a family of like six. And I introduced myself to them mm -hmm. like I didn't know them. And they were like, oh, hey, Von Marie, like it's us, the Lewises. And then like for some reason, then it clicked. But that was really embarrassing. Oh, but at least it did click, though. It did. But because, they had asked because, for me already. Because when it never happens. Oh, like. Oh, I never. Think about, think about that. I would always like, pretend like that when, if I would no, I'm good at that. No, hold on. You're going to pretend? That's that's a rough road. If you're going to try to pretend like you remember them. You might get fucked up. I wouldn't. Oh, always, you got balls on you. Because it's always going to click. If someone no, knows no, me, no. I've never had a time where I didn't click. Like maybe it took some time. But there's if someone really knows Von, Mar people don't remember the name Von Marie. Like you didn't just pull. You know me. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Like, but let's say that they do yeah. know you, but you just don't know them. No, I think that's unlikely. I've never. Yeah, I don't even know if I have. No, I think that's But I feel like thing. there's had to have been a time when I'm just like, like never? Ah. No, I don't know about never. And especially yeah, now I'm my, definitely my mind not is sharper. Try to act like I know who you guys are. Like I'm gonna have to I'm not gonna I'm gonna have to sit there and yeah. wait and like try to build it together with you. Like, okay, oh like remind me of something, like tell me something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't wanna act like that. Cause if you get caught in the process. You're an asshole. No, like, or it wouldn't take that long. No, for sure. But I I feel like I would make the right decision in that moment. Mm. Yeah, like, it shouldn't take any more than a few seconds. It just happened to me with this other gentleman. 
Like he looks at me, he's like, hello, Von Marie. Ooh. And I had some flowers in my hand and I looked at him lost. Mr. Needham. And I was like, oh, I got it. I was like, I know him. I was like, yeah. I know his face and he knows my name. Right. Like, I, But I've only seen him for like a few seconds seven months ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do. I do pretty well with that. So, yeah, I think I think I'm OK with that. I'm definitely going to pretend for a few seconds because I know it's going to come to me. <sighs> yeah. So I feel good about that. But yeah, man, that's funny. It's nice to notice that my memory has gotten better over the it's time. It's crazy. I'm so good, Earl. Like, I remember, like, a walk throughout the house here or just at work, and I know exactly where everything is now. Like, I can, re- I can recall it everywhere. I'm like, oh, it's in this corner here. Like, when I well, pass you, by, well, I saw yeah, it. Well, you also place everything, too. Well, yeah, but, like, you, you know, know, I'll move things around throughout the week. Like, yeah, yeah. the house is really clean, like, one day. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I feel really good about that. Yeah, like, I have no issues, I think, recalling most things. I purposely don't write things down. That's, I, yeah, like, so, yeah, that's a bit crazy. But. Well, well, no, because I I think, okay, let's, let's take it like this. You and I learned some level of math in our lives, Yeah. right? Think about the best you ever were at math. Yeah. That had to have been probably what? A tenth, eleventh grade, Something probably like somewhere that. in there. Twelfth grade probably started to fall off because yeah. now you're a senior, you right? Care. So let's so let's say tenth, eleventh grade. Probably same for myself because I wasn't going to class yeah. <laughs> my senior year. <laughs> I just stopped going and started going to basketball class. Um, think about that in comparison to the mathematics that you can do right now. Not good. Right. Not good. absolute trash <laughs> in, in comparison. Correct. Not good. Right. I think that's because you stopped doing math. You stopped. Yeah. It's because we stopped practicing it. We stopped having a practitioner teach it to us mm-hmm. every fucking day. We stopped seeing the numbers. We stopped seeing the variables, the equations. We stopped showing all of our work. It, that shit is gone. For sure. That was I, a long time I ago. I remember a couple equations, but for the most part, that shit is gone. For sure. I, I don't know if it's slope, MX, Y equals MX plus B. <laughs> no. Maybe. Look at you. See? Well, I, it, it sounds, means because that sounds means something. Right. No, yeah, it sounds that's right. That's an equation for something. But I can't say for sure. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is that there were mad equations <laughs> and we all forgot them. Now, so many. Now we're just trying to count. <laughs> <laughs> to 50. <laughs> okay? And and put together some simple <laughs> mathematics. <laughs> Sim- 24 <bones>. plus 6. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 32 plus 8. <laughs> They gotta be even numbers. Seven, no, and then you got a seven plus three. Oh, <laughs> you gotta uh, make sure you get. <laughs> so no, we're stupid, right? So the point being is that I didn't want that to happen to myself in various creative. I'm and, sorry, uh, hold that after and, the restroom. Okay, good. Can you hold it? Yeah. yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> Bathroom break. Bathroom break. All righty then. So you said, bum, ba-dum, ba-dum, bum, and we're back. <laughs> so you were saying? Oh, I was saying that I I didn't want to lose my fucking mental faculties <laughs> as I continued to grow older in certain ways, like memory being yeah. one of those things. And so, 
I was like, I should probably try my best. Like when we were young, I was memorizing people's emails, memorizing people's phone, phone numbers, cell phone numbers, and house phone numbers, numbers. Various people. I still memorize some phone numbers. It took me till now to memorize yours. Which is why I'll just do random shit like remember, oh my God. remember my. Your and duties, uh, license plates number, you are like license plate fa- numbers. No, your memory's fascinating. Like I just, I just try to remember things. I try to look at things and just remember them. I just wow. try to do that constantly every day. I just try to work on housing things here and compartmentalizing things in my brain, so I don't, so I don't stop exercising that muscle in that way. You once memorized a twelve-digit tax number yeah but that in a was, matter of seconds yeah but that was easy though because it's, it's it's like repetitive and so you just have to look at it i know i understand you know but it was 12 digits yeah and we were in the middle of like rush hour at work yeah like and that was almost what three years ago <laughs> it was yeah it's crazy i still remember the number because the thing is is that I'm clearly not gonna say it because you, you just use that tax, yeah that tax was like exempt an important you know, person but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the thing yeah. when I when I put the numbers right, in. Right, right. I wasn't just putting the numbers in so I could leave. Like, I was looking at every number when I put it in. So then yeah. two hours later when you needed that number again, I just happened to have it right. on hand. And that's one of those things Oof. I'm talking about. Crazy. So that's, Saved my life. that's why I try to do those types of things. No, it's awesome. Yeah, because that math is gone. No, but, math is... I, I would like to get back into math if it makes sense at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. But because I do enjoy putting together those equations for pricing my products. Like, that's fun for me. That's something I'm thankful for, that every step, whether it's annoying or not, like, I do enjoy it. Like, there's Mm. something that I like about it. And I do like knowing exactly how much it costs me to make a product, like, to the scent, to the drop of the essential oil. I know exactly how many drops, seven drops, I can get you the price of that. Mm. And that feels really nice. Yeah, that's really tight. Yeah. Yeah, it feels so good. It's very tidy. Yeah, I've realized I would love to know if there's a way to measure, like, how much OCD I do have. <laughs> that would be interesting if we could just go into a scan yeah, and like just what have percentage? them tell us everything. Like, you have, because like, 0.003% psychopath. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What would the word be in English for, like, maniatico or maniatica? Um, like, with manias. Um, um, maniacs? No, like... How would, what would you say that in English? Like a, I don't know the synonym of that. Mm. Like you have not an ick, but uh, uh, an ick, a like, twitch. No, uh, like a like a way about you. I don't know a what a quirk, it, something like that. Okay. Um, but like amania when you're being called maniatico is like usually in a negative connotation you're saying that there's like some compulsive disorder of some sort something like, of the like yeah and i feel like the order that i have gotten like like you saw me moving the pictures the other day yeah like there's something that feels really good about when things really make sense hmm. like putting my mixer over in this side of the kitchen versus this side which frees more space here which means i can do this here like that just things like that feel a little too good to me so, so it's just like a really satisfactory. Yeah. So I wonder. You were tripping if you ever thought that I was going to actually participate <laughs> in the curation of this household. You were absolutely out of your mind. Well, I was just like, um, I knew from the beginning that you wouldn't be that person. And I also know who you are. Yeah. 
There's because for me to from it's my job to take things out of the boxes <laughs> because it like the level at which you're yeah. speaking about placing things I would never yeah. I would never so it wouldn't even make it don't make no sense for yeah. me to go do it so you can redo it yeah I wouldn't like that that's what I'm saying I wouldn't like that, that and vice versa that's why so. for me it didn't make any it never made any sense I was like I'm not gonna be a part of this like yeah so it feels great I'll, I'll definitely help take stuff out of the boxes but everything is exactly how I want it at all times and that feels really nice yeah everything just feels I love really that for you <laughs> I love that for you it feels really great. Yeah, and I, I very much enjoy having you put this together. So I also enjoy coming here. <laughs> and like this is this is your room. <laughs> yeah. Like this is your your spin on things. And I like that. Very, very wacky. Very funky. Whimsical. I wish we could pull up your outfit in a picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and here would be great. Yeah, whimsical is it? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I love that. It's very, very cool. Yeah, man, but it's I like I like that those things bring me joy. It's like being able the to equations gain. or the all of that all those yeah. little things mm -hmm. that i'm now giving my time to feel like that's a good place to or a good way to fill my time versus like just doing anything else well ultimately if it feels good if you yeah know, it feels great yeah yeah because i feel like doing that that's sort of how addictions start in a sense just like you're just having too much of an idle time and then things just become uh. really really fun Okay. And then you just keep doing them because these things feel kind of addicting to me. Just cleaning and re well, just rearranging. Like, just making sure that things make sense. Like yeah. it just feels really, really good. Yeah. Mm. So when, when I just make the key. Yeah. Maybe somebody. Yeah. Maybe we got to hook you up one of them apps that JPB on. Maybe somebody will have you just rearrange some stuff in their house. I'm sure they would. I thought about that. There got to be, be some freelance, you know, decorous. That's something that I decorous. Decorous. The, organizers. <laughs> organ. That's not what the person's called. What's a what person that does? Say? What is a person? An interior decorator? Interior designer. Or is it decorator? Designer. 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 Interior yeah. designer. Look at you. See, look, trying to make me look stupid. <laughs> fucked around. Look at you. Yeah, interior designers. Yeah. No, I think that's, those are many things that I would like to you get You got to go to school for that? Like, you think, you, you think people. I think you should go to school for a lot of things. And I think people don't go to school for a lot of things. You think the interior design is one of them? Or do you feel like you can do a pretty... I do know that Anna, this girl I went to school with, if she ever listens to this, shout out to her. She is now working a very cool job in Manhattan. I think she has like a master's in some sort of interior design type oh, of so world. She, oh, she went and did it. Oh, not only does she do that, she works for making the department stores for like Jimmy Choo and Louis <laughs> Vuitton and Michael Jimmy Kors. Choo. Well, it's very cool. She's very proud of that, as she should be. Yeah. You know, so she's, we'll give updates every once in a while. And she just, I think, opened a new Jimmy Choo store and she was chosen to be a speaker or something somewhere. Mm. You know, but I, first of all, I never saw this from when I knew Anna in high school. She became a whole other person, you know, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, no, she definitely went to school for that and she's getting paid to do that. <laughs> so that's nice when that works out. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, she's out here just doing all these very fun things in, in Manhattan, all the way from Shenandoah County. So that's awesome. Decorating. Yeah, just decorating. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I think just. There's a few weirdos that just have, like, not only a knack, but just, like, an eye for things. Are you and one of those weirdos? I don't know. if I'm. I think I could, like, train my eye to be so much better. But, like, at least for what I like in things, my eye is pretty damn good for myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what other people may think of it. Um, I think it's you not bad. You often 
comment on the quality of things. I feel like you often I, comment about what I often comment on the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like what? What I'm, comes to because mind? Because I'm thinking about. I'm a very weird person. I'm huh? thinking about yeah, man. Because I'm just seeing you do a bunch of things. Now. Like what? <laughs> you, you definitely. This this goes with the whole all the, the everything that you be like the tactile sensation okay. of you, you know rubbing different cloths and pillows and stuff like that and the olfactory of all the different essential oils and the candles yes. and it's 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 everything. Um, you, I think you you do that with hearing. You've talked about having a good ear for good quality mm-hmm. sounds yeah. and shit before, like good tones. Yeah. Um, and then I think before COVID, you thought more of your your sense of taste, I think, and smell. Um, and then afterwards, you feel like you've kind of dipped in that regard a bit, like as far as the quality or mm. your, your skill set and that goes. But either way, you are very, very in tune with like the how you feel about the level of quality of something around you. Yeah. And you it's, you comment on the level of quality of things like hmm, like this doesn't. It's seem just really- interesting because I will like be out at my favorite store, which is like a Home Goods or TJ Maxx, and I'm looking for. A, I try to go here with a goal, so I don't act a fool. Sometimes leave with too many things, but I usually go there to buy something specific. And the first thing I see is almost always like the most expensive one that I want to get, like but like by outrageous. Amounts of dollars, like 50, 70, 100, because sometimes you just have these random brands that just make really pretty attractive stuff. I'm like, damn, like, I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to buy the $45 hand soap dispenser. Yeah. Instead of the $7.99 one. I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, don't do that. But man, does that $47 hand dispenser just like stand out above everything else? Mm. So it's one of those funny things. Like, I think that some people have figured it out. It's like that matcha place that we went to in Maui. Right. You know that as soon as I walked in there, I was like mesmerized. I was like, oh, no, she figured it out. Like she knew exactly how to target not only matcha, but just like the store in this precise location. It was just so minimalistic and so gorgeous and so sleek and open but small at the same time. Right. She killed it. She killed it. Her merch was great. Her little setup, how we watched her make the matcha. She had a beautiful person oh, sitting back there. She was gorgeous. Her making, smile, everything about and her. And just her whole energy was great. And she she's like, back there with a fucking mocajete, a fucking mortar and pestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just out there just grinding they up matcha. And, everything precisely in the right temperature for the matcha. It's just it's one of those types of places where she has an eye for that. If you walk into it, whomever, if ever there is someone causing a fuss in there, I feel like everyone would look at that person like, what are you doing? But you don't belong here. Yeah. Like this ain't that. Yeah. You you, need to go. You, I, that's probably, I would say I that to those, a person. I love those spaces. Those spaces need to be protected. We're here to have a good time and y- relax. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Just look around <laughs> somewhere. What the, it's just so like the fucking weed shop that we had walked into. <laughs> like, for sure. Like, for someone to come in there and be making a fuss, or as he said, well, there was that guy that stole from him. Yeah. But, yeah. But just to come in there and, like, make a fuss or anything, it's For like, sure. what the fuck? But at a department store, you expect that. You expect to see someone screaming at someone. Someone's always yelling some something. Some wild shit. 
That's funny. Just talking too loudly on the phone, yelling at a poor 16-year-old girl who has nothing to do with what you're mad about. Like, just just crazy. And the holidays get weird. But yeah, no, that's, it's amazing. I love, I love being in spaces where other people have figured out their niche. Mm. It's such a cool, oh, it's so nice for me to see. I love it. Yeah. Because it just feels just fulfilling for me to be there because I get the vision. Like, I understand like what I you're saying. I, I get a, and it's been more and more as I've gotten older. This has been another one of those things that I've appreciated yeah. more as I've gotten older, which is just an overflowing love and joy for seeing people do what they do. Yeah, that's and like love so cool. and love what they do and learn it and it's figure so cool. it out and just get better and better. And it's just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. This is beautiful. You really took the time to yeah. figure this out and put it together. And you got better. All those, yeah. Yeah, because we don't we don't see the whole story, right? Right, we'll never you know. You never it. know what it was going through somebody's mind, that idea and the right. things that they had to the demons that they had to fight to get it popping, you know, whatever maybe financial risks that they had to take that were big ones, right. like this needs to work type of risk. Right, we have to do this. You know. We need however much money. <laughs> yeah, like this you know, is, this seven. has gotta happen. Yeah, man, no, it's it's very, very cool. It's so nice to be able to feel so happy. For other for people. For other people. Yeah. yeah. That feels so good. Whether you know them or not. It feels That's so the good. thing. Because imagine how much you have to try to, like, feel bad for someone. Bro. Or not want to feel well for them. Oh. You know what I mean? Like You may not have to try hard if that's what, the way you've been conditioned. Yeah, because that's just your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just your way You may being. just feel envious and... and Mm. disdainful often you could just feel you know that way. thankfully i just like was never really hardwired that way so i really mm. have never felt that uh, very yeah. often in my life i'm sure that i have to some degree but i really can't recall that you had to be some jealousy or something oh i'm sure of it people. but it was just not it was never that strong mm. you know what i mean like duty told me when he was going down to uh i think i might have told you about this what? when he was going down to richmond um and he probably still goes to the same place to play, but on his flag football team, they go down there, and every once in a while, you'll see on a bunch of message boards with these guys that all play flag football in this huge league, mm -hmm. will speak about different games and things going on around the area and stuff like that. You know, sort of like just social media for this league, in a sense. And sometimes they'll be like, hey, Hot Dog Man is going to be out this weekend. And there's just some dude in the Richmond area. I don't know his name. Dude, he didn't know his name, but he just referred to him as Hot Dog Man. Hot Dog Man has supposedly been a phenomenon in that area wow. for quite some time. And he comes out the places with his fucking, he's wheeling his grill so around. Hard. But it's like a big old grill. And he opens that shit up. And starts making, he just starts throwing hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. And I think he cooks them all with these green peppers and onions up there. And he's grilling the toast and all that shit. And everyone flocks this dude's stand. Wow. And he makes so much money. People wow. are Venmoing him, cash apping him, th just throwing cash at him. And there's just constantly a line for as long as he's there. And he'll just do that you know, a weekend and then chill for a few months. What? And it, he's making 
wild money. Wow. Someone was on that message board and was like, I swear I just saw Hot Dog Man make at least 13 bands today. You had to. Had to. Like the money that was going through there, the people that just kept going all day long because the tournaments will be from morning till night. Oh, so people right. are out there and people all are hungry. day long and hungry as hell. And there's just this dude out there chefing up green peppers and onions mm. with hot dogs and hamburgers. And he's got some little drinks. And he's supposedly they just taste great. I'm sure. Imagine just like spending a bit because that's really my issue with a lot of people that have shitty services and products is that they they could just invest a little bit more money Mm. to make it better. Because he probably has just like a decent hot dog versus a shitty hot dog like everyone else that sells a hot dog. I would assume that they're one beef. He's got some beef hot dogs out there, hopefully. Something that tastes decent, like a decent hamburger. Yeah. That can make you. A lot of money. Yeah. Versus a guy on the street that sells like that average shitty shit. <laughs> the guy on yeah. the street that said, well, hot dog or hamburger? Yeah. If you, you be running into guys that selling hot dogs and hamburgers? I feel like I have tried hot dogs from hamburgers when I'm in D.C. Like throughout oh, the years guys. of my life. Yeah. I don't care to make a line at any of them. That's you know one I mean? of those things. It's a, it's a city thing. I don't believe okay. that the people in the city are like, oh. And now, unless, because I could be wrong, unless I'm not a city dweller, right? Because I'm not. Right. And I don't know the spots. Because there may be someone that's like, oh, no, this hot hot dog car on this corner is a it's far superior than the rest of the other hot dog stands or whatever and i just don't know about it but i don't think for the most part people that are just walking around or stopping at these places because they have fantastic food i think it's a city thing you're right just like i was telling you about nathan's dairy bar in manassas in fucking grudos here in leesburg there's always a place you have like katie's custard in the middle of nowhere in woodstock virginia like that's a place where there can be a line yeah and you're not Arguing about being in line. Yeah, no, people will get in line. You go there, you expect for there to be a line, you get in that line, and you have a smile on your face during the whole duration (laughs) of you being in the line. You're so funny with these lines. (laughs) It's something funny about, first of all, long time ago, I had watched that game, uh, that show Brain Games. I bring Mm. up every now and again. It had really interesting psychological, neurological facts and shit about it, and they would play a bunch of little games. You'd be able to see how it would play out, how the science would play out. And I believe that they were on a strip in Las Vegas and they put a a sign down like a stand that just said the line starts here. Now, you're also going to get a bunch of drunk people, people ready to party, people ready to do whatever because you're in Las Vegas. So people just started in. And I don't know. There may have been they may have planted the very first person Mm, as well. Okay, but then mad people just started lining up. There was the line was for nothing. Then nothing was happening. Yeah, people just signed up but they just this. lined up because people started standing in line. They were like, oh, shit. Like, what's this? Like, I'm trying to I'm trying That's to see what so this is about. Crazy that people do that. And so if there really is something on the other side and there's a line, I think that some people will will go there as opposed to the place with no yeah. line because they're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I got to go over here. 
Like, there are two ice cream parlors. That's very true. This one has no people in line, or people are just easily going in there, getting ice cream cone and coming out. And this one has a line down. Mm, I'm going to go stand in this one. Like, what's yeah. this about? And then there are people talking, and the people on the benches off to the side eating their ice cream that they've already gotten. It becomes an event. Yeah. You know, people do you not just go event. to, yeah, like, you don't just go to places yeah. simply for, it's sort of like going out to restaurants. You're not going to the restaurant to eat food. Food is everywhere. You're going to a restaurant yeah. for an experience, for yeah. the waiter, for the music, the ambiance. You're going for a whole thing. Yeah. I think people just like to go to certain places that they're just lines. That's true. I mean, you, you did point that out to me with, I had never thought about that, people waiting in line. Chick-fil-A. <sighs> lane one and lane two. Yet for some reason, lane two I it never almost has, always. almost always never has the amount of people it's that so lane crazy. one has. So it just swerve over to lane two. And because people don't want to be over at lane two for some reason. So I just go and I get food ahead of the six cars in lane one that I'm going to drive Everything is just, is just so weird because, every yeah, just like today Kinda. I was just watching cars cut each other off constantly on the highway. It was like, it's like everyone's just in a race of who can be like in a space ahead mm. because we're all moving at the same speed. There's not that much space here. Yeah. Like it's not just an empty lane that you can just go down in. Kanye spoke about that before. He said that what? he would observe being in... Um, I guess it's like, uh, yeah, my freak, I'm, you know, I'm not well versed in airports, but it's like mm. one of the last things where you can either go through <laughs> this, like, I don't know, like pre-check or something. Yeah, the TSA or, pre-check. Yeah, but it was like, but it was a ton of people in that line. And then, or you could just go through the regular line and there was almost no one there. And so he just decided, he was like, well, I'm going to just go over here. So, like, him and Kim just decided to go through the regular one and did the regular people thing and then just continued on with their path. And they were like, why are all those people just standing over? Like, why don't they just I understand you have that option, right? So, But, like, why don't you just come over okay. here where you can just go straight in? Why would you do that? Right. Sometimes people just have this idea of wanting to... Classism is weird, isn't it? It's very weird. You just spoke about that with um, like our jobs sort of demoralizing Ugh. us to to a degree, like certain jobs, like a janitor, yeah, or you know, a house or, or a housekeeper or a of laundry some sort. person, like or a dishwasher. Dishwashers steward, get it yeah. often. A steward, exactly. Like a lot of those people sometimes walk around with the cloud over them or they walk yeah, around with like they're not supposed to be seen or like, to be there I, that's what i should have said they walk around with a subordinate yes demeanor i don't like that and and, when people feel and it we don't know that they were ever told to have that demeanor right like we don't know like who would because who would ever say hey this right. is the way you need to act or is it just the socially built yeah which is crazy because it's not as if their job yeah. is necessarily less important than the than the other person's job that is doing the mistreating. It's like we have to work together in order for this thing to happen. We need but, each other. But we don't look at it. it for some reason, yeah. there's like this social fragmentation where we don't look at it like that because you have on because you're pushing a mop. I feel badly about feeling upset when I'm in that situation because I know that it's coming from a good place. But I hate being treated like I am like this royalty that just like has to walk without you walking by my side because mm. you don't want to disrupt my step. Yeah. Like I really don't like that. And I just wish we could just walk amongst each other. That's funny. And it used to upset me a bit 
more before. It just that it's reminds just me of my brother being upset because people would hold the door open for him. Yeah, and then he would have to move faster to get to the door. I don't mind, and that. he's just like, God, like we well, just go. Yeah, like now I gotta hasten my pace to get there, so it, it so it's not at the awkward level, the awkward stage of you holding a door open for someone mm-hmm. that's twenty feet, you know, before just, they get to the door. That feels a bit different because that feels like just something that you want to do for someone. But, but when, this is the same thing. That's why I think it's peculiar that you feel this way. Well, because every single guy. Every single there's not one gentleman that works in that department that doesn't stop for me. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like this is like an unspoken thing that they do. And I see it. I see it do it or see them do it to all women. Pretty much. <clears throat> I think it's like a courtesy. for I women. Think, yeah, I think it's, I think that's what people call chivalry. Is it? I think. So. Or do you feel as though. I'm supposed to be like of higher stature than you. I mean, I I don't know. We we don't know. It doesn't. I guess it just feels a bit different for me. It feels like it's coming from like a weird place. Mm. Yeah, that's my only issue with it. But I mean, it definitely it's it's. I feel honored. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it's very nice. But yeah, I don't like having those relationships with people where you like you feel nervous or scared of looking at me because you wear well, a certain type of uniform. I know, but it's not necessarily up to you, right? I know, so, it's not my decision. So that's the whole thing that's yeah. fascinating about it is how that social structure just works just on there. on them. Always hierarchies, huh? It doesn't matter. It's weird. Yeah. That chimp show that we were talking about was amazing the way they displayed that. Yeah. It was just fascinating to watch us from another lens. So crazy. So crazy. Yeah. People. There's always someone trying to be in charge and someone trying to take the other one down and just weird relationships amongst people. It's very interesting. Sometimes it's very necessary for people to step up. Yeah. Right. And to do I something. Agree. And then there. And I think that that's. That's interesting when people feel like, you know what, this is not being done well. Like I. Yeah. I. This isn't me, but I know that I could do a good job or at least better than what I'm seeing. Like, fuck, I got to do it. I was walking through the parking lot the other day and I saw a a bumper sticker that said, um, so when does the voting happen? 2024, I guess. Maybe. Uh, Mm, I think, but uh, either way, I think it said 2022 on it. But either way, it was any full functioning human being 2022. And I thought that that was fucking hilarious because that just means just let's let's put someone somewhere in power that is just a cool human. Can we just get like a decent, full functioning, like just keen, sharp, decent human that wants to help people? It's interesting that that can't really happen, right? Like in the, it could, like it can. Yeah. But it. this is what I'm saying. Like when you have people that will just want the power, that's a very particular type of person. When you have people that are trying to stand up and be like, yo, I think I need to do something because, or I at least need to try. Yeah, things are not making sense. Then that's like the third party that no one's voting for. That's like the independent party. That will never be. Those are usually like those types of people, you know. Yeah. But if you're being, if you're being, if you're usually on the left or the right, you're gonna have to. And I guess a lot of people are. You're gonna have reasonable. to please some people. 
Yeah, but to like, get there. who actually really wants to become a president as well? Like, maybe you do really want to help, but do you want to give your life to that? Like, even if you do You could feel like it's the too. highest honor. You know, That's like, like I'm going to, like, I'm going to try, <laughs> good. try to arise to the highest, most honorable position. And I'm going to exist there. I'm going to dedicate my life to making this world a better place. Listen, you know, man. some people take that to the highest of places. Like, I'm going to be president. And then, you, and then you get there that. and they take you in the back room and they're just like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> like, let me, this let is me. this is what we do here. Yeah, like go ahead, get Welcome, in line. But, All that cute shit you was talking about on that campaign. Yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you, you might get one of those done. Probably maybe, not. <laughs> maybe, because we don't really fuck with you like that right now. <laughs> they fuck with you, but not us. So, no, man. Interesting. Yeah, essentially working for someone else and being in charge of an insurmountable amount of people. That's why the King of Bhutan, like that fucking seventh dragon or whatever the fuck his name was. I know I got that wrong, but but I like that. But whatever, whoever that guy was that decided to give up his kingship to the people. Right. And, you know, implement the national gross happiness. To ensure that everybody was as happy as possible because that was their currency. That was the most important thing that that guy's that guy's a different type of leader. He's different. Same thing with the guy that lowered his paycheck to $70,000 so everyone could make a living wage. Like they exist. That's enormous. They, That's they enormous. exist. Those things exist. I think there are people, some really good people out there. Like we, because I'm not the type of person to say that capitalism is bad. We clearly yeah. all reap the benefits of For capitalism, sure. right? Like look at everything we have here right now. That was made available to us, brought to us by yeah, capitalism. Yeah. But there are definitely things we can do to continue to refine it and, and just refine our relationship with it. Um, and when you and I have talked about business models, we've often talked about them being in the spirit of making money, generating mm-hmm. as much money as possible, more money than last quarter, more <laughs> money than last year. Right. How can we do that? Um, and just surfing the economy while yeah. you're trying to fucking, you know, throw darts at the same time. Um, but if that wasn't your mission, if that wasn't the model, and you, you were able to find a way to pay your employees, get yourself paid, give a decent product out. You know, that's what Joe Rogan is doing with the mothership. But that's what I'm. I he, think, he doesn't. He's like, I'm not making money. Like I didn't. I didn't build this to make money. I built a place where I get to break even, and all of this magic gets to happen. Like that's what I wanted to make a place of magic. Yeah, but so you know many how people awesome, can do that with those because so many people do have the means. They just decide not to because I know. But how cool would it be if we money. were more incentivized, right, yeah. to to do that to make environments where people could thrive and like gain inspiration every night or every day. And you just took a pay cut in order for that to happen. Like you're breaking even. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're doing this thing for sure. Or you charge a little bit more and you make a little bit of money, like whatever the case is. That's really all I'm trying to do (laughs) with the revamping of my business. I just want people to have access to like nicer things locally. You know, and like to hopefully break even and then to hopefully one day just make a little bit of money. 
You know, I know how crazy I sound right now, just being like, just not pushing the limit because people are probably listening. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, nigga, we trying to make money. Like, we're not. What are you talking yeah, about? Just not. You would because the people I'm naming, you'd have to be in a certain type of position in order to, to do, do such. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, just any old body, the very first business, they should just be making it to make no money. Yeah, I but definitely don't want that to be misinterpreted. That yeah, way. no, that's that's appreciated, but. I think most people go into business to make the most money, you know, and maybe you do have the means and, and the skill to do that. And that's great. I think it's also very cool for people who have the means and ability to start something and then just hopefully build on that. And It's tough because if you're a business and your competition does have the business model of we will do anything to make more money. Do you. I mean. Do you have to shift with that competition? Well, it depends on what your intention is. If your intention on- is to also make the most money and it seems like you have to do this thing, then then if that's what you really want to go for, then you should do that. Yeah, it just depends. Always. Yeah, but I think most people usually don't have the right intention when they go into making a lot of things. And that usually shows. Well, no, the intention is probably right. It's probably I want to make as much money as possible. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> well, that's their true intention, right? That's yeah, like true. that is the intention. Yeah, yeah, and which is what I want. Yeah, no, it's very true. That's why I always feel so disappointed, I think, with a lot of spaces or people in their craft. Because you have someone who may be really good at, like, gathering other artists to put together uh, maybe a... DJ Khaled? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like or a comic book or DJ Khaled. Yeah, just someone who, who has a little bit of talent but is just a really unpleasant person. Oh, okay. I was like, where are going those, with this? Okay. Um, yeah, or just vice versa. Someone who is very pleasant but just really not talented at what they do but they just really oh, like it. We talked man. about it, you know, like the comedian still in, at the same place 10 years later. Oh, man. That's really sad. Mm. Because there's no way you want to be there. Because look at everyone else around you. <laughs> like you said that you, you came up with. Uh, this is this is why people that get fired at their job for terrible performance strike me as very, very interesting. That's a different type of person. But <laughs> no, because I'm thinking that if Whatever it is you're doing, if you just do not progress, I'm trying to figure out how that's the case. Like, how do you do something every day and you and you really because try to put your you mind? Because sometimes you just don't get better. What if you're just doing the same thing every day, but there's no improvement? We, that's what I'm talking about. We know of a certain local rapper who seems to have declined drastically over time. He seemed to be like he seems to have like a few decent tracks. You know, some may even say enjoyable. But in my humble opinion, anything that I've heard from him that you have shown me mm. recently has been, like, really bad. Not like, you know, it could be better. Maybe it's not great. It's like, please turn it off. Like, it's just. That is very fascinating to me. And I think he's one of the people that, you know, it's really. I think it would be crazy to get caught up in the world of trying to become famous. Now, how do you go to practice every day, but you don't get better? But if you don't practice and you're just putting stuff out. Well, is that not practice? Is that practice? Like, you got to record. You got to go through the motions of, of writing something and thinking and 
in tandem with the beat, the instrumental. Like you have to be what practicing if, this thing as you're creating art. What if you're just doing it mindlessly? So nothing is like really sticking or evolving. Like you just like, like they you're truly going through are the motions. motions. Yeah, like you're there, but like you're not because your mind is not you don't take it as an art form. You're not really thinking about new There's ways. There's no muscle to, memory here. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was thinking more so thinking about new ways to carve yourself into it as opposed to muscle memory. Like maybe you have yeah. the muscle memory to do everything that you've already done. So mm-hmm. you just kind of keep doing the same thing you've already yeah. done in various ways. But as far as carving new ways of doing things for yourself. Well, yeah, because what if you're not thinking about carving ways, but you're thinking of like, what is the next hottest line? So like, I don't know. So that book that I, that Shifty mm. uh, most recently recommended to me called steel, like an artist by Austin Cleon, I believe his okay. name was one. It was, <laughs> well, I mean, for a self-help book, I mean, it seemed pretty primitive to me in a sense, but I've also started reading self-help books like fucking 12 years ago. So it could be very, very profound to someone. And there were certain things about it that did stick out to me. One of them being that Seinfeld, you know, used to and maybe still does keep a calendar so he can strike off every day that he does something for his career, something for his craft, I should say, more so. And that it looks really good when you get to keep crossing through and you can continue to fucking right. tic-tac-toe your way through, that is fun through a month, people. you know, like you with your list and crossing yeah, out items on stuff. your list. And what he talked about, I mean, the whole premise of the book is just that nothing is new. You must steal in order to become you as right. an artist. And it's really just about how you steal and who you steal from and how you, through time and practice, manipulate those characteristics and qualities that you have absorbed from those uh, sources. Right. And they talked about opening yourself to many, many sources and then having some weird family tree where you think about where so-and-so in your family tree and -and so-and-so from over here, like what would they make if they came together, Mm. right? And made a baby, quote unquote, all right? A piece of art, whatever it is you do. Like what would it be like? Um, And so I think about absorbing things from everywhere, cartoons, video games, philosophers, you know, scientists, dancers it it, it doesn't whatever it doesn't (laughs) matter it doesn't matter if it's in this world or in the dream world or in the psychedelic world it doesn't matter it's all there for consumption right right um i think in the myriad of ways of opening yourself to all of these different portals if you will okay right i think that that allows you well clearly just a larger palette right in which to choose paints choose different colors from uh, which allows you to do more which on the canvas so to speak now as rapper I've heard rappers make 
movie references, little like cartoon, like anime references that I would have never thought that they would have made. Book references, novel references, just stuff from all over the place, because a lot of these people are fans of a lot of different things. And I feel like that's beautiful to see. Ostensibly. Very unfamiliar essences coalescing, having some cross pollination between very different worlds. I think has always enticed us. I think that that's what happened when fucking Jay Z and Lincoln Park put an right. album together. And when, wow, whole album, right? yeah, when people started working together like that, I was like, whoa, what's this world? Now that's not so crazy to us. But back when he did it, it's like, what's a rapper and a rock star doing? Run DMC did that. Um, but it's Run DMC was that actually. Mm-hmm. They were, well, no, I'm sorry. Run DMC did that with Aerosmith for the song Walk This Way. Mm. Right? Like it was it was a, a crazy clash of two different things, but they were both sort of the same in its uh, aspect of rebellion. Right. right? So like punk rock, um, classic rock and and rap were all sort of like had that rebellious right, sort of should, feeling to it. Have. So this has just been a long winded way of saying <laughs> Uh, sometimes I listen to people and I can't say what their heart feels like. Yes. But it seems to me <laughs> that it seems uninspired. Yeah. It just seems like the there's a there's a fault. Like you turn the faucet off for inspiration. Like you haven't been able to find it. Yeah. Like there hasn't been anything world. new there for you. Like you haven't looked for it or you haven't found it. Something's going on. You but- ha- the way I always look at it is you as a conduit trying to point yourself, try- just like an old satellite dish, you know, just trying to point it in the right way to catch the signal. So the yeah. fucking TV downstairs works like you're just trying to do that. And if you don't find the things that allow you to open up right. and catch that signal, then you're just not, then you're just missing the signal. But you're still rapping, but you're missing the signal, but you're still rapping. So it's going to sound like you're not really getting anything. Like it's not really coming from a place of, of like true source, true electricity. You know, it just seems like you just like you kind of mm-hmm. running on fumes, but you but you still doing the thing. It doesn't have to just be rapping again. It, right, anything. right. Whatever craft. Yeah. I don't want to just make fun of this rapper, but. <laughs> That's that's kind of that's how it sounds to me sometimes. Yeah. It looks to me when people are doing certain things and they just they're not really just a lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, just oh. I know way too many people that are just kind of turned off. And just well, de- no, deactivated. Yeah, just like with no inspiration, you know. Like and that's that must be life cycle. I think that that may be a bit to further answer your question. If I didn't already say this before, that this may be a bit of the phenomenon of all of these people saying that everyone they're dating in the dating world is boring. Mm. Not just that people feel bored in general about things in life, right? Because yeah. that could also be a reason they could they could they could be they could be feeling bored themselves with themselves, yeah, right. Um, they could, as I also said, just not be seeing the other person at all, like not really seeing them, not really taking an interest in them and seeing what is interesting or beautiful about them. Like you, you just, you're not really there for it. So you're going to miss those things. Um, 
Yeah, I think like that reminds me again of, of the experience with the server last night that if we were not the people that we were, you know, that could have been a very off-putting situation <laughs> for another person, another couple, you know what I mean? And for that person as well. But we were able to speak about it and laugh about it and enjoy the cool moments that were had in that conversation as well, you know, and, and didn't ruin the moment. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it could have for many other people. Because that's just, it could get a little too weird. Well, conversations can go left at any point in time. Yeah. But I think people are just so uncomfortable all the time that it's very easy now for conversations to go left. Yeah, so that's what I think is it plays a huge part in people, a lot of people thinking. There's so many different factors, but I think that yeah. a lot of people thinking that, like oh, them being, sick, you know, them being single out in the world has, yeah. I, yeah, I, but a lot of it is also like an issue with the self because everyone feels the exact, it's like, like I said, like there's, there's same phrase for everyone that's single that yeah. in, does not enjoy it. It has the exact same thing to say. Yeah, you very rarely hear someone say, oh, you know, the people are great. It's, it's been like this or that. Yeah. It, you know, it just hasn't really worked out for whatever reasons. It's, it's always just like, like everyone's boring. Everybody sucks. Everyone's dull. It's like, wow, like everyone thinks the exact same thing. Because yeah. I have, like you do, very good conversations with people, especially of the opposite sex. And I was like, I feel like I would have just a fine time and I would never. Never say it's boring or not fun or, or uninspiring or whatever else is said. Mm. Yeah, it is. It just seems too extreme. And like you said, I think people are not seeing the other person because they're so caught up in their mind with expectations and whatever it is that they are feeling or not feeling at that time. Yeah, I've and I get that because yeah. because we've all been on some level not truly appreciating the person in front of us. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> just not seeing them not really taking them seriously yeah. for whatever set of reasons at that moment and if you take steps out of that you'll see oh shit i didn't know how much i wasn't taking them into yeah. account and i think that that's a huge part of it yeah for sure i think that's a huge part of it expectations blocking what is truly there for sure just an overall sense of preoccupation. I also think it's weird. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of this dating to marry. And I think dating in your early 20s, like that doesn't really come up in your mind very much. And then like your mid late 20s, people start getting weirded out because you're getting closer to 30. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, go into just dates with people for the first time with like, is this a potential husband or wife? Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? And playing, that is. Yeah, you're playing the game differently. And it takes years to get to know a person. So, like, the fact that you're starting off with this question at date one, I think, could be extremely detrimental. Because, yeah, like, it's so crazy. It's, it's so wild to just start there. And I think many people do. Like, are you a potential life partner? Date one. Uh, that is that doesn't sound very good to me <laughs> and thankfully I, i've never started anything that way well there are a ton of social pressures that go into that yeah like i've known quite a lot of christians and that's a tough one the christians be, they'd be funny because they'd be getting to it christians are really really funny because they, they know exactly what they're looking for they well they want someone else that's praising god you know and, and lives a certain lifestyle if you see people at big churches it's so funny to watch when you so many people are dating they're going to 
you're spending most of your time around yeah, them. It's a community. Like whether it's at church or you guys are having some retreat somewhere. Or just activities or there's a barbecue. The or like they're spending a lot of time around each other. And when they get together, they they get together. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they're trying to get married because you have people at the church looking at you. Like it's a, and I don't even th- know if they conceive it that way, but right. it's just a, it's built into the culture. Like you're getting with this person to be a life partner. You're not well, getting with them to fuck around. That's not even and an I option. And I think more really. than that, for someone who grew up in the church, I also fantasized about finding a God-fearing husband. Yeah. And I think when, yeah, it's true because I grew up in the church. Right, right. So I, I was looking for that at one point in, in middle school, of course. Yeah, but That's hilarious. Let's say that you do grow up with this person and you do go to middle school together and now you're 18 and you're still in church all these years later and you're semi-attracted to each other because you all you've ever known, you're more than likely going to get married. I saw so many of those. And not to mm-hmm. say that that's always the case or maybe most of the time, but that certainly happens. You know what I mean? You just, you're around people and you really want to believe that they're from God, <laughs> you know, and that they're just there for you. Like this was meant to be. I will say this. I've met quite a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. And when they take it seriously, they're usually really nice people. Oh, no, they're very nice people. <laughs> you know, and so... If if, if, <laughs> yes. if for the most part, like on a micro level and even macro at this point in time, I don't know exactly like what issues we're having with Christianity per se, right? Christianity right now. I don't want to go into the other religions because then it might get dicier. I'm not certain. But I think traditional Christians hate gay people. And you. OK. Or they like they don't. There's no acceptance unless there's like a new age Christian church. Yeah. Where they make exceptions. Yeah, because that has to happen, right? Like, we're getting younger people are getting yeah. older now, and they. There's it's like a different gay Christian day and churches. Age. Yeah, and there's just churches that are. They scratch that part out of the Bible, essentially. Yeah. Like, we don't talk about that one anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, so it just it depends. But yeah, no, it's it's very nice to meet people that just follow these very strict rules. Yeah, because it's just keeping them, it's keeping them in line. But they keep them, and and it's very cool it's, it's to meet them in line. like those old timey Christians that have followed just the Bible forever. It's very cool. I saw this lady, my mom, one of my mom's best friends, lifelong Christian. She was like out with my mom, hanging out, dancing at all hours of the night. She found Jesus in like her <laughs> early twenties, and like she left all her friends, and like she changed her lifestyle completely. And she started going to church and like they still were her friends, but she would never did the things that they did. Mm. You know, they hung out in different spaces now. And she's the one that got cheated on <laughs> by her husband after like 24 years. It was the craziest thing. And this woman pulled herself out of the most horrible depression by her. Yeah. By her faith. <laughs> like she was she was such a believer that I saw a person just completely believe in the power of Jesus Christ. And go through one of the hardest situations of her life. Came out blossoming. Mm. This is like maybe 10 years ago, seven years ago. A bit over five. And and still of that denomination. Still. Oh, and now even more. Oh, yeah. I was about to because, say. Because, you know, this was fortified. I was about to say, because if she made it through under the name of Jesus oh, Christ, she made then, it at the, then at the end of it, when you get through it, then it's like, oh, that was him. I, I think of her as a fairy. I, she's him. always had this beautiful, long, curly hair. Her name is Montserrat de Cuevas. <laughs> she goes by Monse. Montserrat. That's such a great name. Um, yeah, it, just, it, was, it was very cool. I grew up 
surrounded by, by a lot of very hardcore believing Christians. But then I also had... Her I, last name was Cuevas? Cuevas. As in Isn't that cave? Yep. Montserrat Los Cuevas. Yep. Damn. She had a crazy ass brother who was like constantly just like living on the beach outside. And he was like a real caveman. It was just hilarious. Yeah. That was always a joke about his last name. Hold on a second. So you knew some people where, where one of them was just running around on the beach. Yeah, just like a like a shirtless, like a hobo. But like his house was like ten minutes away. Okay, like, because you and live in town. And then her, who is a fairy of sorts. Well, she's not a fairy. She just oh. looks like one to okay. me. Yeah, just like the fact that she's a hardcore believer and she just has like the most beautiful, long, curly, yeah. dark hair. Just yeah, she just looks fairy like. Last name is Cuevas, but but yeah, no, it's it's very interesting, but. You also have those really annoying Christians like my grandfather who verbally abused my grandmother for I don't know how many years. And was a horrible father mm. <laughs> to his children. But the biggest Christian, a pastor for 30 plus years. It was, I, oh, and the biggest racist, like he taught his children to be racist. I just, I couldn't fathom. Mm. Because first of all, my family, like his side of the family, no one acknowledges this man for what he truly was. Right. You know, like everyone realized he was a piece of shit, but no one really wanted to talk about it. Like instead of acknowledging that he treated my grandmother like garbage, they wanted to celebrate like the 47th anniversary. And I remember asking my dad, I was like, why would you go? To, why would they do this? The 47th anniversary of their, of their marriage. Like they wanted to celebrate like, the biggest year they've ever done. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, no one, no one see, wants to talk about it. See, that's lunacy. Yeah, no. So see, that's, that, see, that's, see, that's that type of shit I'm talking. That's see, that kind that's, of fucked up that's shit. That's that world. I can't, guys. Like, I can't participate. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We just, just walk don't call around me. and we say hello. Just and don't. Yeah, like, let's just. Let's just not. Let's just not. Let's just not. It's right? simple. Like, let's don't, not. Like, don't hit me up so that that way. We don't even have to go down that road. Because I don't want to spend my time doing that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't no. do that. Yeah, wow. No. no, not if I know you're abusing someone. I'm not going to come celebrate and throw a party for you. I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, like they were making a big deal about him when he was dying. I was like, that's your father. I was like, you go see him. I was like, I'm good. I was like, I didn't even know this man. What did they Did they ever ask you why don't you want to be a part of this? Yeah, my dad, like, asked me to go, and I was like, no, I'm not going to go. I was like, I'm not going to go to his... I told my dad, I was like, if did you bury him... Did you tell him why? Yes. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, did yeah. anyone know how you felt about it? Okay, so yeah. someone spoke up. My mother hadn't been... My mother hasn't gone to, like, a family function of my dad's side for, like, almost 15 years. Okay, so she's yeah. been on this train. My mom has not fucked with them. And it's interesting because my mom has all of these downfalls, you know, and, and shortcomings with people. And she doesn't know how to read people, but she has always been right about these people. Now, my mother just talked too much shit about them. So I always saw that she was like the shit talker. Oh, um, you didn't believe it because it was so superfluous. Well, there were parts of... There were parts that were just so apparent, but I also thought that she was just exaggerating and, and just living in a hyperbole. And then the older that I got, I'm like, oh, she was completely right. She was just super not eloquent about the way that she delivered this information to her child. So it just seemed like she was a hater. Yeah, it just seemed like she was a hater, but she was absolutely right. Yeah, she never cared for my grandfather. Um, it was interesting. My grandmother wrote my mom a letter after my grandfather died and apologized to her. Uh, for because my they didn't accept sorry this feels kind of weird for a second they didn't accept my mother at first so i don't know how we got here but this is interesting 
my mother was married before she met my dad, and then she got a divorce. But since they were so hard, hardcore Christians, they don't like that. Not only is my mother not a Christian, like she kind of believes in Jesus, but she's certainly not religious. <laughs> she's not at practicing all. nothing. In she's any never way. practiced religion. Yeah. So not only was she not a Christian, but she had already been married. And she was seven years older than my dad. So she's tainted cougar. Yeah, she a was. tainted, just godless yeah. fucking cougar. <laughs> they just, like, got my dad's attention. So she was always, like, an outcast. But what's peculiar is that my parents are now coming up on 28 years of marriage. All of his brothers and sisters have failed marriages. Mm. Most of them are unsuccessful, poor mm. children. You know many tragic stories about my family. Mm. So, you know, she's my mom is prideful that she proved them wrong forever. And anyways, that letter, just my grandmother just apologized for. She acknowledged the fact that she did not treat my mother fairly. And my mother has always been. Wow. My mom has a lot of shortcomings, but she has so many cool things about her. Wow. And my mother has always supported my grandmother. And she has always like told her, like, leave that fucking guy. Like So how many years has it been since my mom has been in their lives for like thirty plus years. So she sent her a letter after This was when Fabe died, so this was twenty twenty. So thirty so thirty years. So after thirty years. Yeah. She, my roughly, mom got a letter, yeah. She got a letter. I have expressed something a while ago. To you, I was speaking about this thing that you can only experience as you get older. Mm. There's no other way. It's I love getting older. Yeah, there's no other way to experience this. It's knowing people and then just seeing how that relationship develops throughout years and years. Right? Five years, 10 years, 15 years. And the things that you learn about people, the way that... People will tell you that they felt about you yeah. at some point in time. And it just, you get more and more of the whole picture. Yeah. The more people come to you forthrightly about these things. For someone to send you a letter 30 years in a game of knowing you and y'all never really got along because she didn't really fuck with the way that you were living your life, but wanted the best for you ultimately. Well, she didn't time. fuck with my mom because my grandfather didn't fuck with my mom. Right. My grandmother right. has always been a sheep. Like right. these weren't just her beliefs. She believed in everything he believed in because that's the way that she was taught. And as soon as he died, she pulled that pen and pad out and wrote a letter. My grandmother, I think she experienced a lot of anxiety because she like her life was was this man since she was like 18 and then he was gone. But she, I'm sure she felt very free. She certainly loves living on her own in her home in Puerto Rico. Like, she's back home. Like, she's relaxing, minding her business. Like, people take her out whenever she needs oh to go out. Oh, my God. Could you he was just so horrible, the Earl. liberty. I remember going to my grandma's house and... You ever think she was waiting for him to die? I think secretly. I, I used to joke with her. We had a real conversation a few years ago outside and he was pretty sick at this time. He's had cancer for like the past 20 years and it finally got him. You know, he's been just, he's been so sickly for such a long you, time. You laughing on the back end of that is crazy. It's because he's had cancer for just way. It's like one of those ridiculous stories. Like ever since I was a child, my grandfather has been dying from cancer. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But I remember sitting outside and um, I call her Mama Carmen. Her name is Carmen. Yeah. She goes by Carmen. And I was telling her and I was like, like, how do you feel like you're going to gain your life back when he dies? Mm. Yeah, because at this point, like he was just too sick that he's just 
like a person on a bed. You asked her, how did she feel she was going to be able to get her life back? Yeah, because now she get, because she was taking. Did she care have of an him. answer for that? Well, no, she's like, I've never, I've never not taken care of him. Yeah. Like, and that's what she was. So she took care of him as a, as an able person. And then she finished his days out while she was dying as well. You know what I mean? Everything. She did everything at all moments in time. He just like existed <laughs> mm. and she took care of the house, the kids, the food, the everything. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think she's much happier. There's just like, there must be a certain relief of just like not this dark cloud, just lurking, asking you, where's the food? Why is it not cooked well? Earl, I used to come over to the house and he would yell at her and he would say something like, all right, like, why is there not drinks available for the guests? Get out of buddy that. Like, that's where the joke comes from. Like, he was always, like, expecting the slave to have things ready when guests came over. If she served us food, maybe, like, she forgot to bring us napkins because she's done everything for hours. And he was just like, how can we not have napkins, like, on the table? Get out of buddy that. Wow. And yeah, that's like the run. Like if you ask anyone on my dad's side of the family, like and for the people that don't speak Spanish, that oh, is yeah. like a how barbaric, yeah, like how primitive, how yeah. literally barbaric. Like yeah. that is the exact description. I'm yeah. glad that you said that. Yeah, so it's interesting. All this stemmed from there's very amazing Christians that it's it's phenomenal to just watch and meet these people. And there's some shitty ass people that will do things in the name of the Lord. <laughs> and that that was the best part. Everything was in the name of the Lord. Oh, yeah, he see. was a hardcore Christian. My my people revered my grandfather. Dude, be, He's see, one of those. See, that's one of those. He's one see, of those motherfuckers. See, this is getting back oh, to this, yeah. this same type of person that wants to for go sure. run out for president, right? Like most of them. Don't get is, him. When you are, because that's a position most humans never get to be in, where you're in the center of a small town, everyone knows you, everyone reveres you, everyone comes to you for answers, like you are the the town god. I don't like that. The preacher to a small town where most of the people are Christian and come to church and pay their tithes and talk to you and oh, when you confess spend and 50 60 years of your life in the same town and it's just the right. same people you all grew up together That's and you have grandchildren here now you know what i mean like you know everybody it's crazy. Yeah, that's a weird place to be in. Yeah, like when we go back home to Puerto Rico, like both my both of my parents have like an enormous amount of people that know them at all moments in time because they spent 40 years of their yeah, life. Yeah, but they're there. not a preacher at the at Oh, the, that's that is, different. That is the epicenter no. of like the you community. Said, that's a God. That's what I'm saying. That's God. That's, that's different. a different place. And my grandfather wasn't that person, but, you know, known enough. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't just like this random person. Yeah, but this nigga started thinking that he was a prophet of sorts. Oh yeah. Or I mean, that's that's wild. Yeah, my yeah. I rem- to yeah. live that life to to treat your wife that way, and who knows what other just weird shady shit he was doing. Oh, I'm but sure then, that there was physical abuse. But then too many to degrees for sure, feel probably. okay zipping up that robe, stepping. I mean, I don't know how them niggas well, was dressing over there. Yeah, just like we, a regular we wear suit robes and tie. Over. Yeah. Oh, y'all just put the suit and tie. On. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. So sometimes it, it depends. Either yeah. way, putting that fucking suit and tie on and standing in front of these people, He's preaching, preaching the Screaming. good, the Yo. good word. Yeah, it's crazy. It's super weird. That's a wild double life to live. Yeah, I was always super conflicted about that. I was like, because I was like a really hardcore Christian growing up as a child. Like this got ingrained in me. Is it ingrained? That's the correct word? Ingrained. Yeah. So I was going to church. I was going to like the revivals. I was doing all the things. My mother, my grandmother was a hardcore Christian. I spent a little bit of time with her. 
and my dad as well. But I remember thinking, I was like, wow, my grandfather's a piece of shit. Mm. I was like, he's such a bad person. He's so rude. Like, I never liked him. Like, I don't have any memories. I don't have any good memories of my grandfather. Like, like I don't remember holding his hand. He probably had a rough-ass life. I think he had the worst life. Yeah, and that's why his children had... No, they all had a horrible life, Earl. Mm-hmm. They, all, they all had a horrible life. All of them. It was so hard. They were so poor. <laughs> there was nothing back then. Yeah. You know this. You've heard stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a great-grandmother who's still alive. She's much older now. But she used to love to tell stories. You know, she says that she remembers when my gran- my father was really young and my grandfather would just like be on some stupid shit and like leave for the night or get mad at my grandmother. And then my great grandmother would have to like send someone over to pick up my grandmother and all the kids. And like they hadn't eaten yet. Like she used to say all kinds of stuff Mm. when I was younger. Now the stories get jumbled up, but yeah, I've talked to my dad about it. And over time, like I most certainly am aware that they had a horrible childhood, just very, very poor. My mom, the same, she grew up with an alcoholic father, you know, just not, not a lot of opportunity. Died of liver cancer, always abuses. She said that she grew up watching her mother get beat. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's why my mom is so rough. Yeah. She went and neither of them ever went to therapy or spoke to really anyone about it. You know what I mean? This comes in waves. So, yeah, just both of them just grew up in in the worst of households. And so did their parents. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, because I remember watching my parents, especially my dad, would get so enraged with me when I used to do so many things. I was like, wow, like, like you're a different person. Like, I remember seeing that in him. Like, and I sometimes felt like I had to remind him. I'm like, I'm your daughter. (laughs) Like, but like, there was just so much hate. But like, now I see that and I can recognize it as someone who never spoke to anyone about all the kinds of abuse this little boy must have endured for however long in his life. You know what I mean? But now you're in your 40s and you have a badass daughter and all that shit is coming to surface. Hmm. And it's certainly not acceptable, but I understand. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's different. Yeah, when, when people go through some really, really hard shit and then you just like push it down for like 30 years. Oh, boy. And then you're dealing with some badass kids because they have everything and you're not doing the most awesome job teaching them the value of things. So they're taking advantage of it and. You're probably going back to that place where that thing happened. It's sort of like our coworker. We, I was just about to say, we Isn't know that someone crazy? that just. I think you should tell a story that brags about this little motherfucker that she's raising. Just I being, heard her the other day. She said something about oh, like, and he took my credit card again, you know. And then one of the other servers, the newer one, she was like, "Oh, you should really take that away from him." She was like, "Yeah, I definitely have to." Like that my son took my credit card and he's just ordering unlimited Uber Eats or whatever the heck he wants. So, so, and I've explained this before. I think that when people do that, when they talk about the way in which their child is misbehaving or not talking to them, they're not responding to them. They're calling their name. They're not responding to them. They're just sitting up in their super expensive gamer chair that you bought them for Christmas. With their super expensive phone and super super expensive headphones. Super expensive everything. Everything. And they're just (laughs) locked into the game and they don't care about what you're talking about, but they're going to take your credit card later to order some Uber Eats and whatever else they want for $50, $60. 
And they just, and, and also you're 11 years old. And they, <laughs> it, I think a little bit older than he's that. Older. Well, yeah, yeah, I think probably like 14. 15, but I think he's been doing this for a while. Not going to school when they don't want to. <laughs> Just coming up with dumbass excuses as to why they can't come into school. Just doing all sorts. Just whatever. Just That's whatever. That's so unacceptable. But the parent is sort of bragging and laughing about it. And the only thing I can come up with is that they had a rougher childhood. Yep. In which they had to work very, very hard for everything that they now have. And for them to be able to have a child that can do these things that they could have never dreamed of doing when they were a child is a huge accomplishment to them. So they brag about their kid being a little asshole. Yeah. Yeah, because Ungrateful she certainly asshole. she has no inclination that what she's saying sounds crazy to everyone No, else. like you can see it on her face that she doesn't know. In her mind, she is like the coolest mom. Yeah, that's like, what that's, that's what it thing. is. And that's another thing is like I'm the cool mom. Yeah. Like they can be friends with me. And then just walk all and over I you and whatever And I told you every time, else. I have a really bad feeling that that boy is going to be a really bad member of society. But like, mm. he's never been reprimanded. It was like one of my old friends, her daughter. I think more so than that, just being um, pretty dependent. Yeah, also that. Well, it's also just going to make you entitled because you, like, you don't know why you're not going to be able to have things. Yeah. Because you weren't taught how to do them. Yeah. You know, or, or, or how, how to how work to earn hard, right? How to earn things. It was like my old friend's daughter, and I gave her two gifts for Christmas, and she was like five half the time, and she literally looked at me in my face and said, "Oh, Von Maria, is this it?" And I looked at her. I said, "Oh my god!" And she quickly changed the subject, and unfortunately, we never talked about it. I wish that I would have said something, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to bring that up back then. That was a long time ago. But I remember thinking, "Oh wow, this is really bad." This is this is where her mind went. It's the, she's counting the quantity of the gifts. Yeah. That's how many gifts she receives. People are constantly just giving her everything. She was like, "Oh, you only have two? It's usually five. Like, yeah, that's like the there's minimum. Usually, there's usually <laughs> that's the minimum. So thanks, but yeah, no five, thanks. A five gift giving. Minimum. And I'm always since I know the kids get overloaded with things. I'm always a practical gift giver. So I'm never popular. Yeah. Um, so I remember that they were like shoes or like something else that wasn't really a toy. I always try to get her a toy. But this Christmas, I was like, I know that she doesn't need anything else. Like she's going to be so fine. So she probably looked at me like this fucking bitch. Mm. She got me two pairs of brand new shoes. Are you kidding me? No toys. Yeah, that's why yeah. I've, I said this to myself quite some time ago and I have the same idea of it now and I don't understand how it, it would ever change what? but that if I were to have a child the the trope of what well, I want my child to have an easier life than I did completely goes out of the window and I think that that probably should have stopped with us and so for people that are still using yeah. that idea they're fucking the game up because there is a too easy and we had it easy so we shouldn't be making it easier for the next people. Right. Like, like it doesn't have, have to, to be, be tough. It doesn't have to be <laughs> and easier. Because at some point you just got you're not going to be doing anything. Because my life was not hard. It, it was not difficult. That was my truly. problem is that my life wasn't hard enough. It just And then it, I didn't know how to deal with things as an adult. But we decided we were going to come up out of the mud and, and try to start yeah. making things difficult for ourselves. For sure. Right. In order to build that character, we knew yeah. that that's what you had to go through to get there. So you, we started doing those yeah. things. Um, me fucking over a decade ago. Yeah, for sure. Right. But everyone's not going to make that decision. 
And so if you're not going to make that decision for yourself later on after you've just been chilling, not really aiming like yeah. that your whole life, you, yeah, and and your parents aren't having you do it when you're young and they're just giving you whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to learn how to work for things. And yeah, no, we don't we to, don't need yeah. we do not need to make it easier for the next generation. We don't. Now it's to the point where the shit is weird. Like shit is flip flop. Life is so good for so many people. I don't know it's bad for other people too. But life is so good for so many people that we're finding ways to make ourselves un- uncomfortable. Right. Because we're too comfortable. Yeah, like we got to try to figure out like how to, there's too much food. We got to figure out how to diet. <laughs> right, niggas oh, trying to fast. Like I think about that. Right, you got too many clothes. You got to package shit up, send it out to someone, give shit away. Like you, you just have, you have mechanics, like mechanical things you're trying to sell. We have too many chargers. We got charge. We, we have three mini fridges in here now. <laughs> or we have two mini fridges. In you know what I mean? Like, they're just certain things that, that people have too much of. We have three computers, two phones, five watches, seven laptops. Just all, all hooked up on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> three iPads. Wi-Fi, slow shit now. <laughs> 17 <laughs> devices the, for two people. <laughs> what's going on? The mini fridges your, are connected. Your watch. Yeah. <laughs> just random, bunch of random. Your Kindle. Yeah, Kindles, headphones, all of it. Yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's too There's much. Too much we going just on. have too much going on. Like now, we have to try to go sit in a sauna. You know what I mean? Thinking about the cold plunges, the cold showers. Yeah. Thinking about just trying to do things to get ourselves hardened yeah. some way. It would be the same with the kids. Like now, I got to find a way to make life hard for you. <laughs> like oh. life is too damn good. See, that's the thing. But if you don't, if you don't try to put reasonable obstacles in front of them, then if you're not conscious of that, then their life is going to be easier than yours was. But that's just because like a crazy ju- undertaking. I know it's crazy, but if you're going to have children and your life has that's been great, I'm going to have to be cognizant of putting reasonable obstacles in front of them. Like it's not just you get a car because we have right. the money and I just give you a car at the age of 16. Like, no, I'm also going to need you see you work for that right. in some sort of way. And they're, they're going to have to be goals that you hit for things. There's, it, it has to be. Because if I just got so it, then that just means that you got it. Right. So you got a car when whenever you hit that age, you get the phone whenever you hit that age, you just get whatever you know. That's you, why it's so difficult for all these I had to work stars. for certain. I had to work for shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like my parents, I wasn't just gonna get whatever I wanted. There were rules and regulations with things. There was a certain amount of time that I was gonna be on video games. It wasn't just, you didn't just just get let loose with all of your toys for however long. It wasn't gonna happen. There was a certain amount of time that I was forced to speak to other human beings. I would try to listen to my headphones in the car. I remember what it was like to be in the car with adults. I'd be like, oh my god, this sucks. I know some people love that shit. Like, love hearing adults talk I like they want to know. See, I wasn't that person. I was like, you guys, everything you guys talk about is so fucking boring. Now, I'm certain it wasn't. But, it that's, wasn't. The way, but that's the way I felt about you it. You learned a lot. I was lot. like, I do not want to be around for adult conversations. Like, yeah. these shits is not what I'm interested in at all. So I would try to put headphones in. Either Julian or my dad just screaming through the head. I can hear them through my music. Girl! Julian snatched my headphones out and be like, you're going to be with us today on the ride. Put your headphones up. I was like, Fuck, I can't even go away in my own world. Like I had to, there were going to be times where I was forced to speak to them. Yeah. You just had to, had to do that shit. Yeah. But having children is interesting, but you're, you're choosing to put, to make life harder for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) My my whole, 
understanding again has been that it could be beautiful and it could be I'm yes sure it is and, and just like i said yes making life harder for yourself which then does makes life harder for them well <laughs> no makes life better for you right well, Make, yes, yes, making yes. life harder on yourself making life better for you those can work in tandem yeah. and often do right because you learn you it's like gene expression Right. Like you express yeah. a certain part of yourself that was laying dormant and you didn't know to exercise it. Right. And so you exercise it and then poof, like some part of you has now been expressed to a, a new ca uh, capacity that you didn't know that you could before. And I think that that's what people talk about when they say their capacity for not only did their love grow, but their capacity for love grew. Um, so I think that there's there's something in it. No, I think there's the, a lot the, in it. The whole point for me just comes to weighing, bringing someone in this world so that I can grow in some way. I, I just don't, that doesn't quite resonate with me. Yeah, it doesn't click like, very much. Like if I was going to go with that idea, like I want to grow and feel the love that it is to have a, yeah, but, but to bring someone else in for that selfish, for, for that selfish like, yeah. desire doesn't quite seem right to me right now. It just, it just, it doesn't. And no other reason, like oh, I want to give them a good life, <laughs> because you don't, <laughs> don't because yeah. because you don't have to bring them here. They don't. You, what do you mean you have to give they're them a fine. good life? They don't need. They're, they're just fine <laughs> right <laughs> now. Okay. You don't have to bring them here to give them a good life. They're fine, right? So logically, doesn't yeah. make sense. Now, maybe as I've maybe have said before, this isn't a logical thing. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's. It's a feel thing. It's a I it's a biological yeah, urge. It's a biological urge. Yeah, for, I for your feel, bloodline to carry on. I feel very thankful that I don't feel as attracted to this idea as some people that just really, really crave having a child. Even though you love babies, I love the babies. You know, I love the babies. I'm smelling babies, mm, touching, touching them. them, looking at them. <laughs> Pointing at him. I just love a baby. I love a fat, chunky baby. Oh, man. Little baby toes. You know, those are my favorite. <laughs> I love the baby toes. They're so cute. They're like little hams. Like everything is a donut. Up. It's so freaking cute. But. Oh, a bunch of little pastries. Mm, just so delicious, little babies. It's so funny that people, like, you start to, like, the words you, you start them? to get, like, <laughs> The words people start to use, like, oh, just don't. Just <laughs> yeah, no, I love the children, but I just, again, I think I said this to you either today or yesterday that I'm, if I'm 35 and have quite a chunk of money, I may think about it. Right. Oh, that's right. Cause that's when you were saying that you, you're not upset at like a Nick Cannon or anyone that just has. If you have, well, I guess there's a caveat. There. Right, right, right. Because if you I, have the money, you're a millionaire, you can have as many children as you want. If you can financially take care of them, but your issue is you can't be there for them. For them and just and physically because there's nine of those suckers. So that's just impossible. How much time you want them to spend around them? You could probably, you probably got them flying out. He's flying out. I want to raise my child. Like, <laughs> I don't just want to create a being and then just like, all right, go out in the world. And yeah. someone does it for me. And I'll just like, I'll check in with you, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to check in. I'm going to definitely months. check in for sure. <laughs> no, I want to raise my child. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to help them out because I decided to bring them here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would want to be probably like a stay at home mom for like five years. Yeah. That's a long time. It is and a that's long a lot time. of money. So I think it might be maybe unrealistic, but if. 
that were to come into my life, I'd have to be. It just all depends on what the yeah. current circumstances are. Yeah. yeah, but financially, like, that would be my biggest turning point. If I can just not work for a really, really long time, I might make a selfish decision. You know, just, if, just to experience the love of yeah, because birthing a child and raising. Yeah, because if I know that I will have like financial means to be able to put these hardships in place and like I can make that time, I can use my time to like devote it to this little person. Right, like you have all the necessary resources. Yeah, that I'm down to devote five years of my life to that. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, first of all, well, not. no, to like do it full time, like no, 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 to be a stay-at-home mom. Just full like, time. I understand. Just five years, and it's like, all right, motherfucker, go out there, buddy. Yeah, we'll figure it out, man. <laughs> no, just to just be very, very hands-on. But yeah, man, I, I, as always, I find it mind-blowing for people to have to have one child, let alone more than one. It's fascinating. Like and it's just have, when you when you ask them. Oh, oh, I have oh, five. Oh, you got a little one. Oh, no, I got five. What oh. the fuck are you talking about? You have five of them. That's so crazy. A lot of lives. That's so much responsibility. Personalities budding. So much money. How do you financially support five children unless you're a gazillionaire? Like you, fucking, you, you work every day of your life. You work really hard. You don't spend much money on yourself. Mm. And you probably become very economic. Again, you know, you adapt. Yeah. You find out exactly what it is you need. Not one. But you can't go without. Like it's a must. Exactly. And then what you can get for the child. Do the child want? Do the children want? You know, I was at Target the other other day. And remember when we went to Grudos? Um, yes. With the line. Grudos yeah. ice cream shop with the line. Yes, that so you love to remark on so you much. You gotta sit in line at the Grudos. And there were these two parents with these young children that were going fucking crazy. And they looked so tired of each other and tired of the children. Like, the mom was really trying to give them some energy, but the dad was just like, stop. Like, don't talk to me. He's like, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, it's just whatever. When I was at Target the other day, this little boy was like, dad, can I have this chocolate, please? He was like, yeah, it's fine. Put it, in, put it in the cart. Like, he was just so done with it. It was I, like, just put the fucking, yes, put it in the fucking cart. Like, so we can go now, please. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Because to some degree, having a child must drive you insane. Oh, it must be the craziest time. thing in the world. Just the way that woman in the cafeteria just kept having the same conversation with you over <sighs> and over every time you saw her. But this is your child. And you were just like, what is going on? Like, I mean, am I in a, am I living in a, just a quantum loop or something <laughs> right now? Like, what is right. happening? You just have a child. I'm certain that was the 8,000th time that <laughs> that man. In that store. <laughs> in that store. Or you can have parents like mine who said, if you ask me for something in the store, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> so don't ask me for shit. And guess what, Earl? I never had an issue with asking for things. Never. <laughs> I knew. Ugh. And you don't act a fool in the store. That's why I always. You never embarrass them. Never. That's the thing. You never embarrass them. Never. And when I did, it was not good. I learned my lesson. Never did that shit again. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really. It's just because I knew better, so I wasn't really. There, were, there was like one time in a pharmacy that I just remember, like my mom, like 
trying to twist my ear or something, but she really wanted to like slap me. I was also I was a chill kid. Like, yeah, I wasn't really trying to cause a ruckus out in public. Yeah, for you were any minding reason. your business probably. A yeah, bit yeah I was minding my fucking business. I was probably looking for a bit of attention. Mm. Yeah, just like wanted to act out, maybe just frustrated and annoyed. Yeah, I mean, they say that about. Well, I'm a middle child. Yeah, I'm an oldest child. Yeah, so yours is a little different. Yeah, I had a that. different experience. Which is interesting. And my sister, I believe, to have been favorited. I always believed that very strongly. Um, I, it just seemed very apparent to me as a kid. Um, and it made sense. Because it, yeah, it does. She's just She was a way more calm, relaxed, non-confrontational person. And I am asking every question under the sun. There you go. I follow zero rules. <laughs> I was just wanting to figure things out as a child. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And Natasha was just minding her business, just it, following it, the rules. It just takes time. My father and and my relationship was strained you to say that. to That's say fine. the least. Exactly. Until I was able to grow into an adult yeah. and we could just speak about things and just be adults around each other. It just took time, but it took it took decades. It took a long time. Yeah, you're thirty two, man. Yeah. That's a long like we're we're in the best stage of our relationship right now. Sure. Sometimes it just takes that time, and yeah. you just see things evolve through time. You're like, how are we friends now? Like, how do we enjoy each other? Like, this was not the well, case. I was so- terrified of you. You definitely did not have a fun time <laughs> raising me. Right? How did we end up here? That's cool. Yeah, man. And some people, you know, we're just. And then sometimes it's the opposite, and you see things deteriorate over time. It's like, damn, like we were. We had something, like, what, what what happened? Yeah, and sometimes you just realize, like, you got chosen into this place, but, like, we don't really like each other that much. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you wish, like, I think my parents wish that I was a bit more simple and more relaxed because that would just make a bit more sense for them. Um, It'd be a bit more convenient. Yeah, for just, them. yeah. More they convenient. wouldn't have to work as hard yeah. <laughs> in social interactions with yeah, you. Yeah, for too. sure. Yeah, so I realized that. In order for me to be able, be able to have a relationship with them, I just had to take all the steps back. It to be very minimal and very distant. And that feels really good yeah. for me. You know, I'm sure that they probably don't love it very much, but I was having way too much anxiety and I had to fix that. And this is, this feels great. This makes sense for me. Bathroom break. Okay. Bathroom break. And we're back. Bathroom Bathroom breaks. Of course. Thank you so much. This um, is so nice. So. How cool, man. None of that matters. I've spoken <laughs> enough about my family. That's a lot. We yes. have started. We have embarked. Okay. Yes. On both of ours very <laughs> first audiobook listen. Oh, yeah. Um, Bullshit jobs. Right. Which we, which we heard about also off the Jerry from... And what's his name again? Uh, I love him. He's so funny. Forgot his um, name. Is it John? It's definitely not John. God. Duncan Trussell. Duncan Trussell. It's definitely Duncan. I don't know about the last name, but Duncan. It's just Duncan Trussell. Okay. Um, and he spoke about this book that came out some years ago, and it is called Bullshit Jobs. I forgot the the author's name. Oh, yeah, no, I don't I don't know Sorry. that. Sorry. But he does the audiobook. He reads the audiobook. He's got a decent voice. He's good. Right? He yeah, he's good. He's engaging. He's, he's funny, he's engaging, yeah. he's cool. It's a different experience. It's for a me. different experience. First audiobook. So what are you what are you feeling about the difference between audiobook and, and Uh your- I don't know if I choose it 
As a preference? Do you think it would be different if it wasn't a nonfiction book? If it wasn't- yes, I thought about that. I think, I think that maybe nonfiction books are meant to be, for me at least, on Audible versus these ones. Like this sort of information, I think I would retain it in a way better way if I was like absorbing it through my eyes, like visually. Well, okay, so so what you've been say before is that fiction would be better for you. Like, like I would, through, I would be able audible, to enjoy an more. audible experience. Yeah, fiction. Okay, because you're not necessarily. It's always just telling you a story. Yeah, I'm just listening to the story. Like, I don't really have to work hard to just retain all of these details. But this is a very interesting topic. And, like, there's just a lot of research and a lot of terms thrown around. And, like, I want to know what this word means and what is it relating to and in context to everything here. Mm. Like, you know, like, I don't want these things to just escape. And and, and so I feel often like when I, you're reading, you have your dictionary app ready to go. Yeah. And your- I'll sometimes write the words that impact me the most. I have a note. Uh, section on my phone where it's just a bunch of notes on their definitions or words on their definitions. I mean, as you listen to him speak, you could type those things into your notes and then come back to them. Yeah, later. I could. Yeah. But like, it's different when you're listening, you know, because like you, you hear the word and then you have the thought and he's already speaking and then I'm getting my phone out and like, you're like, you'd have to pause it. Rewind, yeah, go pause back. It, rewind. And I'm just lazy. So Maybe that's and that's not quite the same as pausing when you're reading. No, you just stop reading. You're like pausing, yeah, (laughs) and that's it. Yeah, pausing audio is a little different, doesn't it? It seems so. But I definitely don't dislike it. It's taken me a moment to get into it. Um, yeah, I overall overall premise being that there is a large. I think he said like thirty seven percent. In in this study in this survey throughout the U.S. and there have been other places where it's where it's higher, it could be like 40% in places around the world, people, working class people yeah. feeling as though their jobs are bullshit. And that definition roughly being approximating something like something that is so uh, sort of useless yeah. and stupid that <laughs> the person that holds the job can't be convinced that it matters at all what they do. And that anything in the world of significance would change if their job disappeared. Right. right so it's kind of it's an interesting um, it's an interesting definition. And he also clearly speaks about the ambiguities or the retorts that people may have towards that. Exactly. And so it, it is interesting how he tries to look at all these different sides and he takes the criticisms of of people and his his theories here. Um, because he does ultimately say, listen, I don't know. I don't know how everyone feels about their jobs, but but these surveys and the things that we inherently feel that we can't always thoroughly explain indicate that a lot of us feel like our jobs are bullshit and in not shit jobs, as he makes the distinction, just a job where you're actually usually working hard, but you don't really get paid well. And it's not it's not revered you know it's not held high that you do that thing and how sometimes it's the working hard that is the thing that devalues the position which is interesting right right like a janitor for sense like we all understand that we would like the place that we work in to be very clean and we want it to be the most clean and you have this person that works very very hard to do this thing but yet somehow 
they're supposed to be a behind the scenes, like the guests shouldn't see them type of person. But, like, they're, but they're also just generally looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah. And that position, it's interesting that it usually attracts a certain crowd of people. You know what I mean? Like. There's, there's a few. You mean like a certain demographic of human beings that do that job? Yeah, like you have people that just come from very interesting backgrounds, like sometimes like intellectually challenged. Yeah. You know, you have people that don't really speak any English whatsoever. So. Well, I suppose it is a sort of position where you don't, you probably don't need much of, you know, credentials. I think you just need like two hands, two feet. <laughs> I guess I don't you know what I'm saying like, like I don't really know like what like else that. yeah like what else you would really need for that you know and so that's that why sense. at least at work like I like I'm so aware of that I've always made it a point to know every one of these people's names right and so the point being is that the the differentiating factor he makes is that those are shit jobs, mm-hmm. right? Because they make people feel bad a lot of the time and but people treat them. But they're necessary jobs. But they're necessary jobs. not bullshit not jobs. Not to be confused with bullshit jobs, mm-hmm. which are usually a lot of corporate gigs. And I've seen this happen where, like, titles would just be built for certain people and they just house someone now that doesn't really need to be there. And We like, know many of those. <laughs> yeah, It's really crazy. We've seen them happen over time. It's very interesting how that happens, but... There, there are just a lot of people that feel that way. And then there's just these interesting mixes of the two, the shit right. jobs, the good jobs, the great necessary jobs, the bullshit jobs. That are also kind of bullshit jobs. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot that goes that goes into there's certain professions that people have and they feel great about it because they know that what they do means something. That's right? why a lot of people feel so great about taking pay cuts and going to work for nonprofits mm. because you did an honorable thing. You took a pay cut because you know you're not going to get paid well unless you're like running the nonprofit and you're doing great things. You're probably saving children or animals or the earth yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it probably feels really good. It must really feel good. really good. Like, okay, I'm doing something. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's why all those people are kind of made fun of in the way because they're kind of weird and overly passionate. And sometimes there's... <laughs> well, because they really, really care about what it is they're doing. I Man, I get it. But if you're going to be weird about something... But I appreciate hey, that. Be weird about... No, for you know, sure. About caring for people. Philanthrop- yeah, philanthropic endeavors. Yeah, no, I enjoy that. I think I think that's nice that people do feel so strongly about things. I think sometimes can get excessive. But for the most part, it's, it's very cool to see. What does an excessive helpful person look like? Like, what are they doing? How are they pissing helpful you off? Helpful person? Yeah, like, well, one of these people that care and are a part of nonprofit organizations that are out there saving the whales or whatever the well, fuck they're doing. Well, you know doing. that one local girl, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when I moved to South Riding, by the way, I love South Riding. Beautiful community. Lots of, like, 50-plus people. It's great, quiet, relaxed. And there's this girl by the certain last name. And she's on every Facebook account. She's on. She's at every rally. She's at every convention. She's at every everything. She's everywhere at all moments in time. She's trying to be a staple in the <laughs> and community. She's trying to save the children. She's trying to save the black kids. She's trying to save the Asian kids. She's trying to save the gays. Yeah. She's trying to help you organize. She's trying to help you clean. She's trying to help you get close to the refugees. She's feeding the homeless. Like she's doing so much. She, all the. It's like her life. Is helping people nonstop twenty four seven. Hey, you, it's so crazy. You, hold on a second. Hold on. How we can't 
we can't hate on this. I'm not hating on that. <laughs> but, it's just she's a hater in the sense yeah, that, that if you true. don't, that's the only issue, right? Yeah. Is that it gets iffy because a lot of these overly passionate people can't really see things from the other mm-hmm. side because they're blinded. So she was like, oh, you don't repost Black Lives Matter? You're a fucking racist. Oh, like, oh yeah. Did she Did she? She said some shit like let that. Let one of those fly off? She also, oh, yeah, because she also told us during COVID, I showed you that one, that if you did not get vaccinated, you were essentially, like, uh, putting everyone's lives in danger in what a piece of shit that you are. You little are. germ rat. Yeah, and she used a lot, she uses a lot of curse words. <laughs> she's upset. Like, she's not very cute about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she's not very cute But she's also it. just helping so many people all the time. So See, she's man. doing all these great hey, things, right. but you're also kind of a hateful person. Yeah. So it's interesting that that, that coach. Hey, listen, I know for sure because if she has all of that energy in her, and that amount is going towards actually helping people, and hopefully she's actually helping people because I also don't know what that means. We don't know. Like, what is she really doing? Right? right? Is she just posting? She, <laughs> is she out here for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't really know what that. I means. have no idea, but could just be throwing a bunch of links out and adding people and hashtagging stuff, and maybe maybe so, you right? shop, maybe you pop up, you know, at a at there. a woman's book club every couple of weeks or something like that but aside from that you're not really what's crazy oh but we did see some videos of like her out at a protest or yeah no i think she's out with the people all of them because no what i'm about to say is that whilst i name all those things in my mind things have just been popping off that i haven't even said Mm. like she does so many things is insane like she's really out here with the people like it's just so crazy yeah she's also a hateful person it's very interesting Mm. yeah i think she's really out here helping i think she sometimes may help a little too much yeah. <laughs> I like I like that. I'm gonna let her keep doing. No, that. for sure. I I don't I don't want her to stop. Maybe <laughs> just stop being mean to people that don't want to help the way that you do. But other than yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, do all those things. I'm with that. Do all of them. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that this is just riddled throughout. Oh, because I don't think I said the percentage. I believe that uh, he said the percentage is 37 percent mm. of Americans feel this way. Yeah. About their job, and it was like an right. overwhelming. Like 60 or like 50 something percent, 52 percent thought no. And then the, the whatever is rest is it 10 percent, I think, was like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I if I'm participating yeah. in a bullshit job. But that's still a lot of people. That's over a third of the people. And if you enough. go to other countries, it's just resounding numbers. Staggering. And that's very, very wild that we feel that way about things that we're doing a lot of the time, especially people in corporate sectors. I feel like what is actually going on? Yeah, it's just you listen to stuff like this and then you just start looking around, you know, and just like you think about your life and you think like how much do you participate in this and to what degree? You know what I mean? Like and how do you feel about the degrees that you do participate in it? You know what I mean? It's just, it's interesting. It's like a little game. Yeah. And are you okay with playing this game? And how do you want to play the game? In that game that I was watching the RDC boys play, what is that game? Mm. I'm human or become human or something like that. Something like that. And that's what the game was about. Was about these fucking artificial intelligent beings. These robots that would help the people out. Trying to become good people. Just coming to these moments where they had to break out of the matrix that they had been trapped inside in order (laughs) to make a decision that they were not programmed to make. 
And you have to physically like tap buttons and shit like that to break <laughs> out of the matrix, to break out of your programming, to become human and start making your own decisions. Right. Yeah, people just hmm. kind of just be locked into that game sometimes and you're just playing. So people just call the rat race. The rat race. And 30 years pass by. Just running through the maze. Yeah. Running through. It's crazy just how swept up in momentum you can become. It's pretty wild. <clears throat> like when we were reading that story from the book Humans. What's the guy's name that wrote that? Do you know? Uh, yeah. Br- Brandon Stanton. Yeah, right. Those are such great so good. excerpts of people's lives. Such cool little still shots. Because all of them are so profound in their own little way. No matter how happy or hopeful or sad. Or, or how short or long they are. Right. And, but for this one girl, was she in Germany mm. to be talking about the, the nightlife, Ooh. the nightlife, the weekend, living for the weekend, the I've weekend's coming Earl. back up Friday, Saturday, <sighs> Sunday. I read that when I was on shrooms and you were recording with Mikey, I was sitting outside and like the sun was setting and I was just like in her mindset, I was like, oh my God. Like, imagine, like, literally just living. I've known these people. You've watched it on TV. Yeah, we getting back out there. Because everyone is always the star of the night. Drugs. You know what I mean? We all dancing together. You can just rub up against people. It's all good. Kissing everybody. We're all safe. Everyone feels safe. I'm going to see you again next weekend. Like, we're all one big family. Drugs everywhere all the time. Drugs, drinking. And it feels so good. But just more than anything, just pure adrenaline. Just pumping. 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 All the endorphins. Endorphins flying. And then Monday rolls around. And you're just out there zooming. I mean, I'm certain the Molly, the cocaine it's running so much through their fun. system. You're just, oh, it's one big blur. But That's, it's in the way that music sounds, it's pumping through your soul. Like you just feel it inside of you. It's nothing feels like that. And then Monday comes around, you go back to work. But you're like, it's, but it's all right though. Because we're getting to Friday. Yeah. And maybe even and maybe even Thursday. Because the Thursday for a lot of people is you go out and hit a little bar. Like you start it off. You know, you ramp back up to Friday. And then when Friday comes, then because Thursday people be going out for happy hours. You know, I mean people do happy hours every day, but I think I feel like Thursday is a busier happy hour for a weekday. It's it's the end of the week. And then exactly, because people like to start that celebration a little early. Just have a couple drinks, hang out, talk to somebody. Then Then Friday comes Mm. and you're fucking out. It's hilarious. That's Uh, crazy. Allison was telling me about uh, my stepmom. For those that don't know, was telling me about because you know they love to go and just listen to live music yeah. a lot. Seeing people, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Seeing women really like fawning over these live musicians, really because the live musicians are their own. They're the town's rock stars. Like, if you've really made it to the top and you get most of the gigs around the bars around town, right. you're going to start to see a lot of the same guys. And those guys are up there fucking playing your favorite songs right. in front of you. And they're shredding guitar and hitting and fucking drums. The best and you're having the best time. And you're a part of that life. Every weekend. Where you go out every weekend and get swept up in this. So, yeah, there's like these local fucking rock stars on stage mm. jamming in front of you. That shit really happens in just regular hometowns. Like, you don't got to be fucking Steven Tyler. You don't have to be 
Joe Perry. Downtown Manassas. That's interesting, right? Like being that being that middle aged woman. Like in your forties, fifties, like fawning over the guys in the band. Yeah. Like you never left that spot. That's kind of crazy. Just yeah, man. Just still out. You're in the mix. Still, still out in the That's mix. That's crazy. Just out there. That's a crazy life, on. man. Being in the mix, you know. That club, that deep club yeah. life. Yeah, just like I, I did it so much in such a short amount of time. Like I just remember it so vividly, and I remember thinking, like, I need to stop this. It can swallow you up. Oh, I remember like that weekend where I was just like jumping around. I told you I was just doing coke. I was living like. Like a DC princess, it felt like I was just going everywhere with everyone, doing everything, just mm. floating. And then I woke up, and then I felt like shit. But then I thought, like, oh, like I kind of want to do this again. And I was like, oh my god, Von Marie, this is really bad. I was yes. like, you can't come back here again. And that's why I stopped hanging out with my friend Brad a long time ago because I got scared. Yeah, I was like, oh, I really, you got scared out of it. Yeah, I was like, I really like this because I almost saw him like going down a path that I didn't want to go down. And he didn't want to stop. He was going full force. I was like, ah, I'm scared. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is this is for me. <laughs> yeah. I know that this is for me and I would be really good at this. Yeah, like I would like I was certainly like I think I would have been like <laughs> a high end hood rat running through DC. Yo, there is a line. Meek Mill song. Which one? What was it big big shit? Mmm. I don't know a lot of his songs. Do a split oh. on the dick <laughs> if you really with, with the, the shits, shits little, little bitch. bitch. Oh, yeah, this is good. Her girlfriend asked, should I let him hit? She said, girl, you, you better, better fuck, fuck him, him if, if he, he rich. rich. Yeah, that resonates. Now, now that, that, That's the one. <laughs> Melly. Melly. This energy... It's unlike any other. It makes you feel alive. <laughs> There's again, I think unless you've gone to gay clubs, you can't. I really don't think feel that, that this energy. is no. I don't think this is a gay club thing. It's it's. A, I think that there, I think that's very I think strong. That pl- plenty of people that are listening to that Meek Mill song are not at the gay club. But you don't play that. I don't know. There's something about doing a lot of drugs in a club. I feel like that is just a little bit more than coke. Okay. That feels different. Okay. And I feel like most people, like when you're around them, they're just either really drunk or on coke. Like you have to go to like okay. the kind of not the regular everyday. All clubs. I'm saying is that these lines, you could be completely sober, yeah, and they resonate with certain people. Oh, just like, that there, part. Yeah, there yeah, is, yeah. There is something about the I don't know rebellious nature, the the free nature of just like yo, I'm gonna go have fun. I'm going to fuck this dude because he's rich. Because I fuck because I fuck a lot of broke dudes. So why don't I fuck the guy that's rich? But you know what's crazy is that you there's something about hood rat energy that people like. Yeah, but what's crazy is, is what that I'm trying you, to say. Here. I understand that, but what's even crazier than that is that you don't have to ever like have even come close to hood rat energy. To hear something like that and think, oh, I kind of like how that sounds. I know. That's like, what I'm that's saying. That's what's the there's, craziest there's part about it. There's something about that energy that it's, people just want to give themselves to. You know, I found myself the other day, um, because I don't listen to music often on the way to work. I like to listen to podcasts. And um, I was just shuffling music. And I had a Jonah's Awful moment from that new episode of um, 
Black Mirror because uh, what's that song? That's really bad with the city girls, but it's on the. I wouldn't know it. Oh my gosh, it's one of their older albums, but they're singing the most ratchet song, and I think Young Miami is one of the most horrible things that anyone could ever listen to. Her voice is just so bad. Oh, it's so screechy and annoying, and I just think as a rapper, she's not talented. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like she's just like, is she just not ah, like it's, she sounds what's she not doing. She sounds like a screech to me. Like she's just so not it's fun. mostly the tone of voice. It's not the words she's saying or the and the and the words. She just sounds bad. But anyways, this specific song. It's so ridiculous. And it was like the song that they were playing on the beginning of Jonas Awful. Yeah. And I found myself like. like just super ratchet. Yeah. Just, and I found myself singing along to it to work. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, that's <clears throat> hilarious that this got me for a second. Like, I can see you enjoying that. I know. And I do. And that's what's crazy. That I think I've never been I think this person. No, I think there. I think you are. I think. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I think that there, there are parts of us that. That are there. Yeah, for and sure. you no, work to not be that for sure. thing. And I worked really hard. But that <laughs> when there are moments for you to be able to release that energy, yeah, that like, part ooh. of yourself, it's nice to do that. That's like so, we cry together. It's the same I thing. I know. Just it's the fact so that you crazy. love the, like just screaming and saying these nasty <laughs> things to someone else, like just getting that all feeling good. It feels weird. It's crazy. It feels so That's crazy. That's a crazy thing for that to feel good, but there's some part of you that houses that yeah. feeling or that energy, and it's good to be able to get it out well, through someone yeah. else's music. I remember feeling that again that weekend that I spent with my dear friend, and I it was just, we did so much in three days, man, and it felt amazing. And I was like, oh, I can never do this again because I'm not going to stop. <laughs> It was it was crazy. It gets a hold of you. Yeah. That party life will take you down. Man. Yeah, and then you just see people, you know, trying to figure it out now. That hopefully weren't going as crazy as some people were, but it's hard. It's just tough it's because just you're surrounded by you. Like if you spent too much time in it, those are your friends. Those are the people right. you've been ripping and running the streets with. And that's with all forever. you've ever done. So it, you're like, who who tries to bring it up first? Like who steps out of it first? Who's like who's the first person to say, hey guys. I like read this book the other day and I don't know. I don't feel like we're doing this right. Like yeah. so it's made, made me question some things that we're doing. Someone has to come to the group with with yeah. some sort of epiphany. And, and, the, and the and the others have to be open to it and be like, damn, you know, we all kind of have been just sad together doing this. Maybe for seven years. Maybe <laughs> we should try something else. But for the most part, I don't know if it's going to just, oh, yeah. you know, sweep through the entire that. party that way. And then that's when you start leaving people behind. Mm. Start yeah. carving your own path and doing. I lost all of my friends that I needed to start. <laughs> my, yeah, I listen, man. I feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wasn't even talking about that. I, I know, but like, that's how it yeah, happens. Yeah. You know. Yeah, thankfully, like I realized where I went wrong in some relationships, and I figured out who I had to leave behind in others. And it feels really good to start from zero. Like I'm really choosing the people, yeah. and like now, if the person just turns out to be a freaking weirdo. Then that's on me. Like I'm not doing that's a good very, enough that's job. That's facts. That's facts. And before, yeah, you're, you're you young, knew, you're stupid, you, you have no idea. Like that, yeah. you just chose them. You just by accident. You just found yourself around people, and then your friends. They're here, yeah. so they're your friends. Yeah. So I'm definitely enjoying being an adult and meeting people and figuring out who I want to give a bit more of my time to. Yeah, and I think last time maybe 
it got misconstrued. I don't know if we were doing shrooms back then or not, too. <laughs> I think we also did shrooms in the last episode. But, yeah, like, I definitely love people and love being around people, but I'm not giving my time to just everyone All because right. they're there. No, you said that roughly the same way you said it yeah. last time. So if it was misconstrued, then it's going to be misconstrued well, now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I love, I love people. But look, we're at that part of the pod. Yeah, but you just got like you you just start copping out and just saying wild shit. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> thanks, Earl. Like, hey, listen. Ultimately, I love people. I want the best for. Was that what gonna come next? I want the best for everybody. Listen, God bless the everybody. People that know me for real on the streets, on the real world, know who I am on the outside. I'm not worried about any of that. You know. Yeah, but it's nice to be able to be an adult and start from zero. That's very cool. Most people don't have that opportunity. You know, you're bringing friends from high school that are just there by default or maybe college and maybe you are happy with them. Maybe you're not. It, it, it all depends. You know, maybe they are secretly racist and, and hate your partner. But hey, for old time's sake, you know, Shit. whatever the situation may be, I think there's many relationships that are shaky because there's many things that happened when they were younger that probably have not been able to be talked about over time as you get older. You know, so that feels they nice. Need, they need to come on the pod. That's nice. Yeah, man. They need to come on the pod. Come talk to me. It's very cool. I feel very happy that so many people have come through the home. Oh, That's just wait, y'all. That's We're going to have a, cool a slew of interesting people come by. Are ready to go do some other stuff? We got a yeah, pizza man. going for me. Let's do it. I'm going to have a bite of that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you Thank very you. much.